We got our four-legged fur baby hanging out with us today on the episode, Cooper. About 70-pound uh, fawn boxer. He's a good dog. Gorgeous. He's the best he's fur baby dog. you could ask for. He is a goofball. He thinks he's a human. He will lay in my bed. So I'll get out of the shower. When I come back, he'll literally be laying in my spot. Like, I'll move the covers, and he's just laying right there with his head on my pillow. And I'm like, move! Like, really, man? Yeah, he's just staring right at you. Get the hell out of my way. Mm-hmm. Um, That's your fur baby, though. He's What's the, the, the brand of, um like, the old school? Like, because corn dog, you know. But like the one ever, the blue box ones, like blue ribbon or American corn dogs or whatever. That's the exact color of his coat. Yeah, and <laughs> he's he's just one of a kind. He's like, like when I say he's more than a dog, like when people actually say these are fur babies, like mm-hmm. they actually are your fur baby. So That's it's kind of cool. weird to, uh, he's that probably actually my first fur baby where I'm like, all right, this is my boy. Right? Mm-hmm. But uh, That's your first one, man. Just wanted to give a shout out to you real quick for another year of life. Thanks, man. Uh, another 365 days. I'm telling you. God willing. Um, 27th year, man. Yeah, how, how's it feel? 27. I know I already turned 27 back in September, but, but how does it feel? It feels good. This is the first. I mean, you know me. We, we've grown up together. and You know, I've never really liked my birthdays. I've never cared too much about them. Um, it's funny. My mom was always like, that's so negative. And I was like, well, one, I was like... Being a holiday baby, you know, right around Thanksgiving, most time, you know, people are already gone with their families, this and that, so no birthday, so I was just spending with my immediate family, I was like, okay, so as a kid, you know, your little child mentality is like, ah, I can't spend with anybody, so I'm butthurt, but as I've gotten older, I'm like, no, I just appreciate that quality time with my family, I respect everybody else having quality time with their family, so it's no big deal, um, but I always have missed that aspect, you know, you see other people who are just born any other day of the year, you know, um, away from the holidays, they can, you know, everyone goes and turns up, they can hit the club, they can go do dinner, this and that. And, you know, I've never really gotten too much of that, but my mentality has changed these days now to where it's like, that's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be like that. Like I said, how we all got to go to dinner last night, like, literally got to do everything to the T yesterday, how I wanted to spend my 27th birthday. Starting off with the church and volunteering in the morning, getting to be over here all day with y'all as you, you know, welcome, warm your your new house that you and the missus got. Thank you. Which was beautiful, you know, like, that's what I was telling her, like, you literally street full of cars you walk in shoulder to shoulder everybody's here family this and that table set up chairs like i think the best thing is always having a uh, pretty much an open house for everyone we've always been that way got it from my parents always wanting people over um just showing that love for for everyone and uh we had a, we had a good group of people here last night and uh it was it was a good time so i'm just glad we're able to i'm glad i'm able to continue that my whole family's always been doors open and continue that door open policy to where anyone can come over, spend time. If you need to talk, we can talk. If you just want to come kick it, you can come kick it. Um, so it feels good to actually have that. Like as a kid growing up, I was always like, I want to have that. I want to be kind of like how my parents are, mm-hmm. how everyone's always coming or how, you know, when I would bring you over or Des over or Ed, whoever, it didn't matter. They were always like, oh yeah, come on in, come on mm-hmm. in, come on in. Or I'd come home sometimes and y'all would already be here. Hey, yeah. So I'd be like, oh, okay. But, it, I mean, it, it's good to have that. And I just like opening up uh, my house to whoever whoever needs it. It's it's good to share with people you actually mm-hmm. love and care for. So, yeah. Which is something, like, you, you've gotten so many great qualities from your parents, you know, from your mom and dad. And I think, like I said, that is one of the things is no one was ever excluded from y'all's household until there is a valid reason like they brought negativity mm-hmm. like okay that's too much you can't 
Like, you, you crossed the line. Yeah, and I think my dad drew that line really well. Um, he tolerated a it, lot. Yeah, we did a like, lot of uh, goofy stuff as... Stupid uh, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> as kids, but... Yeah, there's definitely that fine line that he definitely drew in the sand. And I, don't, I know we never crossed that line. And, uh, you know, I guess we can keep on going and yeah. just continue continue that trend. Yeah, which now you have your own homestead to do that with. And, you know, God willing, as years go on and, you know, you and Merce grow into a family. And, you know, then there's young ones. And then the next thing you know, yeah, then you got other ones who are like, hey, quit that stupid shit. <laughs> you know, by yeah. the time they're running around and being their own little humans. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about, you know, 10 years ago, we were in high school, and 10 years later now, got a house, mm-hmm. got, got a our career. careers, um, just looking back at, at everything, you know, you really appreciate where you come from to see all the hard work really pay off, it's uh, it's definitely a, uh, a huge stepping stone in, in my life, and in her life, and my family's life to continue to achieve our goals, mm-hmm. and just all right, that goal's crossed off. Let's go to the next goal. Let's go to the next goal. Yeah. So. What do you think's next? House, check. Healthy, long, good relationship, check. It's growing more and more. Career is, is you know, um, launching off. Right now, definitely what's next is I need to make sure I finish this, the police academy for San Antonio. You mm-hmm. know, you know, I was a, a sheriff for two and a half years for Bear County. Um and I was, no, I haven't really talked too much about it, but I was pretty upset because I tried multiple times with San Antonio police and I couldn't get in. And I was so upset. And I remember I was pissed. I was like, why am I not getting in? Like, I'm not a bad person. I'm smart. I know, I know how to, mm-hmm. I know the law. So I was like, you know what? You're not going to give me my shot. So I went, I was all petty. So I went to the sheriff's office, got on like that. Boom. Mm-hmm. Well, going through that. Um, got my police license for the state so I can work the streets too, but I was also working the jail and working at that off at the sheriff's office, you really have to be a special person to work in the jail. Yeah. And, uh, see a lot. You see a lot. lot. Yeah. You know, you don't, a lot of what the civilian world, you know, the people that are out, what they call the free, the free world, you know, the Mm. people that aren't in jail, they don't see what's going on in there. And, uh, I met a really good group of people in there and it really changed my perspective on on a lot of things um and i was glad i kind of went through that because now that i finally am with san antonio police mm-hmm. um, it's definitely going to help me become a better person a better officer just a better human being overall uh, when i graduate in may and uh right now like i said that's the next big goal let's just get through this yeah graduate and then let's start helping people because yeah i've always been that person that wants to help yeah and, you know, you found your niche to where you can serve and help and, and just make your community better and your city better. That's interesting how you say that, like, because, you know, getting to meet all your boys who are great men, like they are, you can see they're cut from a similar cloth and they're about it. But it's like the younger cats that you're with, you know, they served in the military, you know, they, they've seen some stuff too. But it's it's not, it's not a comparison because you don't ever want to, like, compare like that. Like, oh, you did this and you did that. Yeah. But, but, you you know, you take your experiences, like I said, you've already been active in law enforcement in San Antonio, your home city. You know what it's about. So, yes, have they honorably served and, and you know, for our nation and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a, it's a little closer to home for you. And you've already been in the law enforcement system and, and seen it. So, it's almost like you got, like, a little bit more experience. Like you said, you're going to see some stuff once you're out there on the streets that's synonymous with what you saw, you know, inside the jails. Mm-hmm. 
Well, definitely not knocking the military or even no. if you weren't in the military, you know, everyone's going to bring something to the table. Yeah. Everyone has something to offer, whether it's good or bad. That's going to be in any career, job, whatever. Everyone brings something to the table. Um, but yeah, actually already working in the jail. Um, not trying to sound cocky or anything, but nah, I kind of I kind of do have a, a, a foot ahead because I already yeah. know how to deal with these people, um, and I'm still you know life and in general you know is always trying to learn learn more and more and more, and that's going to be the same thing in law enforcement. You know you're never going to know it all. Mm-hmm. You know I I'll, I will never know it all. There's officers that have been there for forty something years, and they're like we we are still learning every day. Mm-hmm. So that's well, just one of those kind of what you told me you know it's no more day by day it's breath by breath so mm-hmm. just taking it like that shout out to that like i can't i actually i reached out to that individual and i want to give him an episode the one that taught all of us breath by breath um he's a cool cat man and uh like i did because he's actually i think from what i've seen on his social media he's starting his own um jerky business okay and i'm like that's fucking awesome like look at you like trying to you know be your own boss and create something that you that you care about and you're passionate about and so I saw that, and I'm like, because I've always, I've had this thought since I've met him. I met him through Edward, um, and, like, he's very interesting. He's, you know, like, you have a conversation with him. He's just an interesting cat, man. He's got great storytelling, you know, abilities. And, um, like, inadvertently throughout this year, like, just following him on social media and the stuff he shares and this and that, like, I've been learning from him. Once I stopped and looked at it, like, I started following several pages that are, like, knowledgeable, informational pages because of what he shared. And then once I saw that, I'm like, he's doing stuff and he's always you know and so the fact that when edward i I don't know where he got that from of carrying the journal with him i think it was from one of the the many books that he's dove into this year but that was awesome you know keep that little pocket book with him connect with people maybe jot something down that maybe stuck out to them this and that and that was the first thing that got you know written in that book from that guy was not day by day not hour by hour but breath by breath is he here in san antonio yeah yeah, yeah. he's he's a a bartender at blue box oh okay shout out blue box Oh man! Great spot, yeah. yeah down at the prowl, it is a good spot. Yeah. Good, nice, chill spot. I'm telling you, that's not yeah. anything too rowdy. Mm-mm. Just the right amount of classy, right amount of turn up. Shout out Blue Box. No, that's that's always a good place. And like you know, that's a uh, they've been great to Edward and myself and every, everybody that Edward brings. They treat like family because they treat Edward like family. Um, just you know, the management there and, and all the all the staff from. Shout out D, the uh, the doorman. He's he's awesome. The security, he is. He's good people. Him and I have had like like full length conversations where one of the last times we went there, I ended up talking to him like, you know, go around the bar, do your thing, flirt, you know, smile at some ladies, this and that. But him and I ended up going outside like, of course, he's working the door, so he is outside. Talking about faith, talking about church and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, that makes me feel good because one, like he tells me, he's like, man, you're a young man who I can enjoy talking to. Like, look at me. I work the nightlife. You see a lot of people acting stupid. I was like, man, I don't ever want to judge them because not too long ago, I was one of those ones being stupid. So the fact that I can now see that within myself to grow and have those conversations with people. Like, look, you're at the nightlife. You're where you're supposed to go to get fucked up and be stupid. And I'd rather talk to the security about God, faith, life, him being, you know, a married man and things like that. And I'm like, so that's cool. So it just shows the environment that Blue Box creates. So I love that place. I'm grateful for their friendship. And, um, you know, like I said, and that bartender is, uh, yeah, for him dropping that gym on us. And, like, I can't wait to talk to him about that, how he is inadvertently improved all of our lives this year in, in one form or another of teaching edward breath by breath edward passed it to me we pass it to you you're utilizing it within your you know your tribes your communities your boys your groups your your fellow cadets out there in training like because it's huge like we always think about that like oh take it day by day like no fuck a lot lots of things can happen in 24 hours 
Like literally. Yeah, like, enjoy the, enjoy the moment then. <sighs> yeah, yeah, right there. You know, that's something I've been doing lately too, because you know how, you know, we try to create like our homes, my apartment, you know, our spaces where we're happy, we we feel whole and complete, and then we put stuff around us, like whether it's what you decorate with, the way you set up your 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 living space, and how I told you I have the you know, that picture of that statue of Jesus. Um, that don't be a prick artwork that I got from a very talented local artist and then best day ever And I would always see those things and boom I'm out the door and start my day But how you even told me last time I was like well don't just you know boom boom keep it rolling like that's your time right before you step out into the world You leave your home take a deep breath And go kick today in the ass Yeah and, and that's it. exactly and I literally I don't care how much of a rush I am I will stop and I'll put my hand on the wall like you know underneath those those paintings um, and uh, those photos and just literally one conscience deep like in through the nostrils exhale through the mouth just And center myself and then boom go out and just like fucking fuck today up in a good way Of course and yeah. you taught me taking that. taking that deep breath is definitely For me in my perspective how I look at it is as soon as I wake up get dressed game ready Right before I walk out the door, when I take that deep breath, it's just like, you know, thank, pretty much in my eyes, it's like thanking God for another day, you know, like really enjoying that, that breath because you never know when it's going to be taken away. And it's, it's sounds kind of weird or goofy, but I, I really enjoy that breath before I leave the house. And it, it, it starts my day off right. And like I was telling you before, um, how first thing I do in the morning is make my bed, mm-hmm. like to a T, because... If I have a bad day, no matter, you know, if I choose to make it a bad day, when I come back home, at least I come home to a nicely made bed. Mm-hmm. And to me, you know, I'm like OCD. I'm like super clean, you know, mm-hmm. just even after this house party, you know, as soon as people are leaving, I'm whipping out the house. <laughs> well, I have a good one. Yeah. 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 Um, Instantly. Yeah. But it's just one of those to where it, it feels, everything feels cleaner, the air air feels fresher when mm-hmm. everything's clean everything's in the, its spot where it's supposed to be yeah and to me that that they're the little things but the little things are the big things to yeah. me and so well because the little things add up and like everything compounds in life and if your little things are all, all your ducks are in a row you come home to that then everything's good like you can have a really shitty day be like you know what my home is clean it's fresh. It's where I feel safe. I feel happy. Boom. Look at my bed that I started my day by making. And that's a big one. There's a lot of people like, you know, me, I've dove so much this year into, you know, like self-help and, and self-growth and all stuff and this and that, which is not a bad thing. Not um, at all. It's, it's fun. It's not. People, well, cause you know, people are like, yeah, like, oh, you read self-help books in this and I was like, you don't want to fucking help yourself. You know, like. Well, people are ignorant. They're ignorant. And I think also, um, people are real fearful. They're complacent. Like they know. You're safe and you're comfortable in your environment. It's like, you know, you wake up, whether you got a family or not, you know, the kids, breakfast, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, partner, you know, go to work nine to five, this and that. Oh, you shoot the shit, water cooler talk, whatever. Maybe go grab a beer with coworkers, this and that. And like, you know, all that stuff. Like, it's nice and it's it's comfortable and stuff like that. But it's funny how when people want to start breaking away from that, start maybe reading or listening to self-help books, working on themselves, improving themselves. Then it's like the rest of the flock is like, you know, that crab in a bucket mentality, like, oh, what are you doing? You know, you're like, oh, you're like, you're into that mumbo jumbo or like, oh, even worse. They're like, oh, you know, you're just buying that author's book and paying them and putting money in their pocket. And this and that. I was like, cool. You're not putting money in Budweiser's pocket every time you go get four five, six beers at, with yeah. the boys after work. <laughs> yeah. You know, That's you're, true. you're not putting money in the bar's pocket every time you go over there. You're not putting money in whatever fast food chain you go to to go get food or whatever. Like that's people need to rethink how, you know, the way they see money. 
but it, I think it's easier for people like when you do the whole self-help and stuff like that because you, you're directly looking like this is the author or the creator of that content this and that do I want to hand over my money to them versus brands corporations companies fast food chains whatever you know so no for me like diving into that like you know I said maybe all you know, hippy dippy or whatever but I like it of I've, I've seen that a lot of start your day off right and a lot of talk about like it's very simple get up and get out of bed don't immediately connect to social media don't get glued to your notifications make your damn bed and as something as simple as it is but you know where is it all like in law enforcement fire department civil service military they're like make your bed to a t first thing in the morning there's something about it like there's no doubt about it there's something about the psychology of it the what it does it's, for it's our your brain. first accomplishment i can't remember the book i was reading about but it was a navy seal guy and he said they always have to make their bed but you start your day off with a positive attitude, of course, mm -hmm. as best as you can. But if you make your bed, that's your first accomplishment of the day. That makes so sense. So you're already starting off with, you already accomplished one goal. Yeah. Even if it's a little goal. It's a simple goal, mm -hmm. but a, a lot of people, you'd be surprised, don't make their beds. Oh, yeah. And, and just being lazy, don't be lazy. Get out there, make your bed, make it nice. Yeah, to the teeth. Bam, you just accomplished something. So you're already a step ahead. Yeah. As opposed to you wake up in the morning with a bad attitude, you slept in, passed your alarm, you know, and then, you know, you don't make your bed, you know, you're going to come home from work already all mad, and then you're mm -hmm. like, oh, if you're a neat freak, like how I know you are too. Yeah. But like me, you know, if I come home and my bed's not made, I'm like, ah, it looks so like. Gotta make it. Yeah, you know? it looks unkept. Like, it looks not proper. I already start off from behind. Go ahead and step with the foot ahead mm -hmm. and get ahead of the game. Um, you gotta wonder but, if there's like some weird little childlike or our little monkey programming of, of like I said, accomplishment of accomplishing something. Like you start your day and it's almost like you tell your subconscious, like, look, we did something. Thumbs up. Gold star next to our name. That that I think that was installed to us even as a little kid. Sometimes mm -hmm. little as what getting a sticker. For doing right. a good job and yeah. you wanted to go home and show your parents look i got a sticker today for doing a good job so to me making that bed hey there's my sticker yeah like it, to start your day off my day's off good i know i'm gonna have a good day and even in another thing i i try to tell my girlfriend and my family too or even even my friends is if you have a bad day at work leave it at work don't bring it home mm. and I, I heard this from a very a very special person who made a big impact on my life so shout out to pearl camacho Dang, shout out Pearl, out yeah. <laughs> um, Throwback. She would always say, you yeah. know, you, you need to check that shit at the door. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you bring that negative stuff with you from home, especially in, you know, law enforcement or military. You know, you don't want to bring that negative stuff into your house because then your house is going to be a negative house. You know, it's yeah. going to affect you. It's going to affect your other half, your better half, whatever. Um, they read off of your vibes, too, even yeah. even with your friends. Um you know how they say you flock with, what is it? You flock with the birds you hang out with? Uh, uh, birds of a feather flock Bur together. Exactly. Yep. So just. Which is a great one. Just try and check that stuff at the door because. You can say shit, man. You can curse. Oh, uh, well. You can check that nah. shit at the door, man. Yeah, check that shit. <laughs> or whatever you're comfortable with. We can keep the PG nah. too. Um, but no, that makes sense. Like, well, yeah, because imagine on both ends of that. Like, say say you have a bad morning with your lady and you, you, you don't check that shit at the door and you go to work like that. Well, right now you being in the academy, maybe you go off in the academy. You're just like pissed off, and like your fellow cadets are like, "Man, what's your problem?" But you didn't check that shit at the door from your morning with your lady, so it carried over and spilled over into your workday. Vice versa, once you're out there, you know, within the city and this and that, hey, man, you're gonna 
you're going to experience some crazy stuff out there in the city. Well, if you don't check that shit at the door and you bring it home into your home where it's supposed to be happy, healthy, full of love, and you unintentionally pop off with your lady or with the dog or, you know, in the future, your family, something has nothing to do with them. It has something that happened in the city that's still lingering in your mind because you didn't stop it before you walked into your home, you know? Well, even stuff, well, kind of backtracking to what you said about seeing stuff out there on the streets. Um... Definitely when you see something, if it's going to bug you, and this goes for anything in life, you, you can't keep it in. you got to let it out. you got to find someone you can talk to. At the end of the day, if you keep that stuff boiled in, you don't get it off your chest, you're going to run out of room sooner or later, and it's going to spill over. And it's going to take a drastic hit on you mm-hmm. or on someone you really love or care for, and you didn't mean to spill it on them. Yeah. So um, there's definitely a difference from getting help or asking for help isn't necessarily a bad thing. Mm. People are, will take too much pride, like, oh, I'm not gonna ask for help, or I'm not gonna talk about this incident. Um, kinda uh, uh, an incident I had growing up is I was a freshman in high school. Of course, I was living at home with my parents, and one of my best friends at the time uh, lived like two, three houses down from my parents. He had a little two-year-old brother, and his two-year-old brother had fell into the pool and drowned. And I remember me and my, the whole neighborhood was looking for him and uh, we hear screaming. And so in the backyard and my dad and I take off running, saw him, he was blue and purple, started doing CPR. And I let that bug me for a long time, but I took too much pride in it. Cause I was like, no, nah, I don't want anyone to see me crying or anything like that. So I wouldn't talk about it. And I don't remember the counselor's name at Mac, but the first day I went to go talk to him and actually getting it off my chest really helped me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not a sign of weakness. You know, you going to get help is showing that you want to get better. So you getting better doesn't mean you're weak or you're weak-minded. So people that need help, they need to ask for it. You know, don't take that pride. Like, you can still be the baddest motherfucker out there Yeah. and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And you'll still be one of the baddest motherfuckers out there. It's- so. No, I mean, I remember, I don't think you told me about that until, like, senior year, or I think summer after senior year, when, you know, we really just, like, we were hit with that whole life thing, like, all right, fuck, now what do we do? You know, we spent so much time together throughout the years, but a lot of time together that summer after graduation, and you told me about that, and, like, how it, it severely impacted you and your dad and y- y'all's neighborhood and y'all's street, like, you know, it's traumatic, you know? Yeah, and, you know, my dad was recon eight years in the Marines, so... I've always looked at my dad as my Superman, and I've only seen my dad cry like maybe twice, three times, man. So, um, when to see him like that after the kid, you know, of course, you know, I'm not saying my dad's heartless, but he just never cried. He's a hard man, yeah. And and he's had a hard life. He's a hard to see that really impact him and show me it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay. It's not bad. It's okay to show emotion. It's yeah, exactly. So. Um, very grateful for for him and installing that in me, saying, telling me, hey, it's okay. Because I remember I'd try to be like him. He'd be like, oh, you need to go talk to the counselor. I was like, no, I'm good. Bottled it up. Yeah, I'm good, right? Biting my lip, not trying to frown or anything. And then uh, I was like, okay, you know what? My dad was like, I want to go talk to a counselor. And I was like, oh, snap, for real? He's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go talk to one too then. Yeah. And that's huge, man, because it's... So much of, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the male perspective in America, you know, don't show weakness, don't open up in this and that. But I mean, women encounter it too. Like people, all types of people encounter of just bottling up. Like so many people think it's 
you open it up if you're vulnerable you're weak and i that's why i've, I've loved creating this space for more and more people to talk and connect and open up and for myself too and then for you too like we're realizing as i think it's a culture a lot of people these days are open up about it like it's strength is is not bottling it up like you just holding it all in that's not strength that's weakness because you're actually displaying fear you are fearful to open up about the real issues that's going on behind closed doors fearness fear excuse me fearfulness is weakness so it's like okay if i can open it up i can be vulnerable which for the long time people are like vulnerable is weakness like no vulnerable is actually i'm opening the doors of myself too i'm exposing what's behind closed doors and i'm strong enough to withstand it of opening myself up and anything that may come at me but it's funny how the more you do, you see more and more people open up. Like, the more you and I talk throughout the years and, like, the years that we were in each other's lives. And now that we are, like, we just get closer and closer than we've ever been. Same thing with all our other boys. And, you know, with all, you know, our boys. And if they have their ladies and their partners that, you know, they're with, they come through and just, you see how talking more and opening up more is, is creates so, more, so much more strength and unity than bottling it up. That's, that's. 100% true and since we're kind of on this topic you know in, in, in class we've been um, talking about family violence you know most of family violence is or dating violence as well as most of the time is a male abusing the female yep. and females are females in general are the strongest people on this earth mm -hmm. like they, they deal with a lot like yeah. and the average person for violence, family violence, dating violence, the female will stay, uh, scientifically proven, will stay with that person seven times before they finally get up and leave. Mm -hmm. And so since we're on the topic about, you know, actually going and talking to someone, um, if anyone is struggling with, you know, they're getting abused by a loved one or anything like that, you know, it, it doesn't get better once it starts. They think it from the male's point of view or just in general, they think it's okay and they continue to do it because they're like, hey, I've done this once and got away with it. And it, it won't get better. Sometimes it will, but that's a very low percent. Very rare. So um, people that are struggling with that, they, they, need a, they need to go. They, you know, it, it just gets worse. You know, it starts verbally and then they break them down psychologically and then it gets physical. Um, so definitely do not stick around, ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. I, I don't know how many times I got to preach that. It's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, go to someone you trust, even if someone you, you're kind of like, oh, I just met this person. If you have, you feel that connection, mm -hmm. talk to them about it. Get yeah. out of that situation. Um, cause at the end of the day, you know, the, the statistic shows the abuser ends up hurting the victim really, really bad. Rather, it's you know them going to the hospital or them going six feet under. Yeah. And so, please, 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 I will say it again: any people going through any abuse from anyone, mm -hmm. or if you know about it, report it. Even if your best friend's like, "Nah, don't say anything." Nah, you need to say something. Yeah. You know, always say something, find a way out. I think you, well, you broke it down really well as like abuse takes a lot of forms. You know, I was going to say these days, but no, it's always taken many forms. Is I think it's just these days more and more people are becoming aware of it. Mm -hmm. You know, for um, for the longest time, people are like, oh, is, you know, is he pushing you around or putting hands on you? Or like, like, no, no, like, OK, well, you know, you just, you know, 
ignore it, Stacy. Like, he's not beating you, so be grateful for that. And so I was like, nah. It's like, there's so many forms of abuse. Like I said, psychological. Like, you can break people down and put them in a relationship-type prison with just your words. Yeah, words are the hardest thing on people. Yeah. You know, you, like, like you just said, you can really hurt someone with just words. Yeah. Like, and you know, that's, that's something for me to open up about and things I've grown from because, you know, I've always had a way with words. I've always been a talker. But for the longest time, like growing up and stuff like that, I used my skills, my wordplay for, for negative means. You know, I, I knew how to insult people. I knew how to get under people's skin. I knew how to talk shit. I knew how to instigate situations just, you know, by running my mouth. And, you know, you know how many relationships suffered because at the time I didn't know how to, to affirm positive things into the women I were, or, you know, the woman I would be with at the time and this and that. Or, if, you know, if it was you know, positive, it was way less, you know, the negative was more than the positive and stuff like that, but it was, you know, plant bad seeds from the jump just because of the things that would come out of my mouth. And Well, that was because we were young and immature, though, at the time, and that's yeah. every that's everyone. Yeah. And we're going to be the hardest person on ourselves, yeah. and that's anyone, Yeah. and you're going to be like, damn, why was I such a dick? But there's a lot of people I used to apologize, or I did apologize to, yeah. you know, um, I was like, damn, why was I, why was I a douche? Like, I wasn't raised that way. I thought yeah. it was cool. You know, you go with what you think is cool. So, and it's easier to put people down than to bring them up. Yeah. And so if you're able to, you know, actually put that positive influence in people's life, you know, that's definitely a big stepping stone, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to, oh, it's easy to be negative or talk shit to someone. Mm-hmm. It's very, it's lazy. It's very like... You realize how much like negative, hateful stuff. Um, it's and people are like, why is why is the world so bad? Why is it so easy to be bad? And it's not. I was like, well, because it's lazy. Like it takes hard work and diligence to be strong and to be positive and to put that forward. I don't know why it is like that with our little human monkey brains, whatever we got going on. But like, I'm telling you, man. Like <laughs> because well, even human if you, monkey brains. I'm telling like you, man. I'm, whatever we are, you know. And I always go back and forth, you know, whether you know if it was, you know. And that's uh, something I always welcome in this space, too. Like, whatever people believe in, their faith, their their thoughts, mentality, beliefs, whatever, it's all welcome. And, you know, me, I have strong connections to my faith, my spirituality, and this and that. But it's like, sometimes, like, yes, you know, the biblical stories of Adam and Eve creation, this and that. It's like, or, you know, as all the science proves, like, we evolved from some type of, hom- you know, excuse me, um, hom- you know, hominid, uh, primate type, you know, pre-human and this and that, and then evolved into the homo sapiens that we are today. So, whatever you want to believe, fuck it. But... There's nothing denying that our brains have very primitive aspects to them. You know, we're still very hardwired, you know, survive, reproduce, you know, things of that nature. But, um, where was I going with that shit? Uh, you know, brain fart. Yeah. Right. (laughs) That drink wore off. (laughs) Damn it. Um, but, uh, of, you know, negative versus positive, like uh, immaturity, you know, being boys and this and that of, um. Yeah, man, that is one thing too. Is like you think of like pack mentality and like teenage boys, how they like once they like link up and there's like little fucking Tasmanian devils and like they can't think individually. Or you always did a great job of that. Like even you know, it's hard to do that. Like you see it now as being older, more mature, and like you get these freaking little teenage boys where their brains aren't developed until they're 25 and they got <laughs> testosterone going through their veins, and they're just like, I just want to hit shit and have sex, and I'm only 17 and woo. And that was our high. Yeah, exactly. That was, that, our was, drug. that was your dopamine dump that that you get when you're a teenager, man. But you and a couple others always even did a good job where y'all had that mental filter where something would hit that filter and even you'd be like, all right, stop, think clearly. Where me and some of the other ones, it was just we just saw red all the time, just full steam ahead. Um, 
you know but so yeah it's it's it you know going back to like you know your affirmations in life positive or negative or where it comes from like you know i can attribute that a lot to uh, you know the negative things that i used to speak not only to myself and about myself but to others people i was with and that to immaturity but also just you know who knows maybe it was environmental maybe it was you know things i had been exposed to at young whatever it came from or you know anybody goes through stuff but yeah everyone comes from a different different side of life from their family from how they grew up stuff like that so you know it just depends on which road you want to take you know yeah like like ed always tells us we all have choices yeah always. you know and there's good and bad consequences to everything you do yeah so it just depends on which route you want to go yeah and so and it's and it's never it's it's never too late like you said to to choose the path you want to go either positive or negative and you know i think what you said is really good is like it starts with asking for help whether it's you know very serious help like hey i'm in a life or death situation and i need help someone come help me asap or just like hey i'm not doing good in life right now and you know like, hey, help me out, you know? It goes back to how I was telling you today, like going to church this morning and um, uh, shout out City Tribe Church. That's my home. And, uh, but the the message today was check your tribe, check your people around you who, because that is, I don't care whatever faith belief you are in this and that, blah, blah, blah. That is scientifically proven. Sociologists have like, it's, you are a reflection of who you surround yourself with. Like, that's it. Like, you can't dispute it. Don't care. Like, no, like, I'm cool. Like, yeah, my cousins are cool, like, you know, they're crackheads and this and that, but, you know, I'm good and this and that, like, <laughs> and if people are like, hey, fuck you, don't talk about, hey, like, you can meet my cousins, motherfuckers, I can speak from experience, so I'm just pulling out my ass, but it's true, like, you can't, what you are surrounded with constantly, you will become, you know, a reflection of, and so, you know, like, if you choose to surround yourself with good or with bad, you know, it's, it's that's, you know, what the message was in church today, we talked about earlier, and you've always done a great job of surrounding yourself with, with good. Or if there was bad around you, you you were able to help influence it to the best of your ability. Your family always did a great job of that. And like, hey, I here's appreciate the, that. Of course, like, you know, you're all my second family. And to steer in a more positive direction, you know, you're all like, hey, it's there, we can help you, but you gotta help yourself. And, you know, some people did and they stayed within, you know, y'all's home and y'all's homestead and the love y'all created. And some people are like, uh, you know, I'm gonna go back out there into the wild. And yeah, when people and come, people it. come and go, you yeah. know, there's, there's people, you know, you want to help, you want to be there for, and sometimes they just don't see the picture or sometimes they just don't care. But yeah. at the end of the day, you know, life's going to go on regardless. So, you know, you can continue to try to be there for them or just continue to be the best person you can be. And for the people that, that want to get help or want to better themselves they're going to do it and for the people that just want to do the minimum not really care mm -hmm. they'll do it you know what what they continue to do yeah they'll do what they need to do to improve or they'll continue what they're doing to not improve you made a great point though and like i appreciate you shouting out that like hey if you need help like i don't like if anyone wants to dm or text one of us right now or you know or later on this and that like because you don't realize it i remember after um, like the third time Alec and I did an episode, um, shout out to my boy, uh, with each other. And we were going over, um, you know, just correcting male toxicity, you know, uh, uh, toxic masculinity, you know, kind of rewiring, you know, the male brain these days and trying to improve and be better men in our society. And he found, um, a lot of great articles and studies and, and actual uh, data of like what you're talking about, relationships. Mm -hmm spousal abuse boy well, not even at the point of spousal but boyfriend girlfriend 
you know, um, conflict and things like that. And it was a great episode, and he he killed it. He rocked it. He got a whole bunch of stats and data and things like that. And we actually had like a woman DM'd uh, the the podcast Instagram, which um, I consolidated everything to one Instagram now. It's just easier to handle. So, but she actually DM'd me, and she was like, "Thank you for that episode." As a woman who has suffered at the hands of domestic violence, in, you know, in years since uh, years past, um, to hear to and we, I've gotten that a lot. Like uh, several like different women have like DM'd and stuff like that. Like to hear straight men talk about this which i mean they're right like you know to even have to hear just you know straight heterosexual you know kind of type a alpha you know dudes in today's society open up and have long-form conversations like this and talk about real shit and our thoughts and our feelings like you it's not happening enough it's happening more i think a lot of guys are improving but it's not happening enough and to actually talk about the nitty-gritty topics like that how she dm she was like just thank you for that she's like that was and she like sent me like a page dude and i was almost in tears that's, that's awesome yeah that, that's really awesome and i tripped out too because you know me you know half the time i'm always knocking myself and i'm like i'm just a dude i'm just a bro or whatever like you know what the fuck do i know but you know i'm, I'm trying to improve and be better and you know trying to create these spaces for people to come and feel safe to talk about this so for her to see that and to message be like i've been through that I'm no longer am. She's like, you know, happily, like, you know, found a good man in her life. God's blessed her with a good man. She's become a woman to be with a good man like that. They have a kid. Um, and I don't know her personally, but, you know, just following each other on Instagram mm-hmm. and social media, connecting with people through that. She was just like, thank you for, for bringing awareness to this, more awareness to this and to, to talk about it. And I was like, you know, thank you for reaching out to me. Like, that means the world to me. Like, this is huge for yeah, one for, for people to open up about themselves and tell them it's okay to get help. It, it shows other people like, oh, okay, it's okay. Yeah. It, there's nothing it's wrong okay. with it, like, yeah. and so that's a big thing. San Antonio is actually one of the one of the best cities, um, in my opinion, because we actually have a lot of places that can help women, even men too. Who, whoever they help the gays, and the, the, we don't really discriminate. You know, we yeah. don't discriminate. Shout here. out to our awesome gay, our gay bros, you gay bros. <laughs> no, I was like, I tried to say yeah, but it's not like you know, because I mean, we've we've had friends and you know, very close families. You know, like we've you know been around you know gay men in the center of our communities mm-hmm. and um you know like oh, i love my gay boys man they're awesome yeah i mean we've and always hung out with with nini you know she yeah. used to play football with us with, with me at garner yeah back in the day know, she'd and, go and she'd be tougher than some of the dudes you know yeah, so you know whooping their ass you know like and that's it's it's cool like it was a cool time to kind of grow up in, in south texas like there's little sprinkles of, like the lgbt community um well you know this is new for me we've been around you know like lesbian women and gay men you know and, like grew up with you know some so but now even more of like, you know, the bi community and the trans community, which they're a whole nother awesome community of people. getting. They together. are. At the end of the day, we're all human. Team human, baby. Exactly. That's I am pushing that shit hard these days of team human. But um, yeah, if, if anybody, it doesn't matter orientation, this and that, like relationships, things can happen. Like, you know, and so when things do happen, I, th- I think you're hitting right on the head, bro, of the main message of today. Like if people need to talk, if they need to reach out, they need help. Like it's not weakness. It's not... And a lot of people do it out of fear, too, because, like, shit, like, if I reach out for help and, like, my partner finds out, like, it's going to be way worse than it sounds. Like, it's going to continue to be worse if you don't. Exactly. And that's kind of, even the psychological part, kind of going to use an example, you know, I remember seeing a picture of a, uh, you won't make fun of a sick person going to the doctor because they're trying to get better. So don't make fun of a overweight person at the gym trying to better themselves, mm-hmm. you know. So at the end of the day, it falls under the same concept. It's... If you're wanting to get help, 
That means you're trying to better yourself. Yeah. It's not, Go do it's it. not bad. Go do it. And my phone, my phone's always been open 24 yeah. seven, you know, message, anything. I've had plenty of people, uh, you know, tell me, Hey, I, I need help. I need help. And I, I'm I've there. Been one of them. And, yeah. and so, and I'm not perfect. No one's perfect, but even I've, I've even, I've need help. Yeah. So just one of those to where if anyone needs anything my door is open 24 7 my home my phone mm-hmm. whatever y'all need if you if you don't want to talk to me and you're like hey can i talk to someone else that you would recommend i got plenty of people yeah you know all and the it, right people to connect it, people to it's good and a, another really good person um who's who's really changed my world is a uh, social burger uh that's a dude i want to put his first name out there yeah uh, he's been sapd um a little over three years but just to see you know, where we grew up together, I've known him for over 10 years. Um, he's been a man of God wanting to serve the community. Since day one. Um, and then him and his wife, you know, wanted, uh, they felt like God said, hey, I want you to adopt. So mm-hmm. they ended up adopting four beautiful, beautiful boys. They're oh, all brothers. Okay, they adopted? They adopted all four oh, of them. Oh, okay. When we were catching up yesterday, he, he said four. And like, of course, I've been off the grid for so long. I thought in the time him and I have seen each other, They've, you know, had four babies. And I was like, shit. He didn't disclose that information. It was, you know, real quick conversation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so good got, for them. Those are their boys. And wow. So it's, uh, it's definitely a uh, trip from out there playing basketball to almost two in the morning to seeing what he's done for this community, mm-hmm. being a man of God, always having that positive attitude, even when it's when it looks so negative, he's always, always. able to find a positive somewhere in there. And even just to... You know, do those for those four brothers, um, him and his, his beautiful wife, uh, Mrs. Solschenberger, um, to get those kids. And they're going to change those kids' life. Yeah, uh, for the better. For the, Yeah, way better. Wow. That's huge. Because like, adoption is something I've recently gotten close to with um, the gentleman who brought me to City, Church, uh, City Tribe Church. Um, him and his wife, they have an adopted daughter. Mm-hmm. And um, so them befriending me welcoming me, me in with open arms with the church and the communities and the tribes and the volunteer services and this and that and so getting to know them better on a, on a personal friendly level and their adopted daughter like it's huge it's huge is it is it is nothing to take lightly it is a lot of responsibility they even open up to like you'd be surprised like the attacks we got from not you know not full-blown attacks but you know the emotional and the mental attacks of um their family you know their friends like saying hey like i don't know if you should do this hey i don't know if you're ready for this hey i don't agree with this and that and they're like it's it's the people closest to you that when you're trying to do something like that like change a child's life and adopt into our home and we will be your parents that people encounter a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of walls from their their closest friends and family exactly and i think that takes a really special extremely special person special type of people to to adopt because he takes him and his wife. They're like, no, those are our kids. Yeah, no, and like, they yeah. love them mm-hmm. just as much as if, you know, if they literally had them as their own. But those are their kids. Those yeah. are them. There's no, there's and no difference. Those kids, you know, these kids nowadays that are getting adopted, you don't know what they went through. You don't know what they used to see, anything like that. And I mean, you know how much I don't, I can't imagine how much patience you have to have mm-hmm. to to break those negative. Or those bad uh, habits that those kids might might have mm-hmm. received or gotten um, from those parents. So to be able to not give up on those kids, not give up in general, is is something huge. Very special. And uh, I, even I teared up when I went to a courtroom with them, and 
the judge was like, well, these are your boys. And I was like, oh, man, like, that's crazy. You were there for that? Yeah, like, I was there for that. It was, there was, I think Give me we, a box of tissues. We had about 40-something people there for them, supporting them. We all had the same shirts, Team Solschenberger. Nice. And, yeah, it was really, really cool. But Jeez. No, you're absolutely right. Like, he's always been a positive influence on you and, you know, what little bit I did get to interact with him growing up and this and that was usually through my stupid, you know, my stupid team <laughs> bullshit and this and that. But nah, he always took it with a grain of salt and he was like, hey man, like you're still, you're Matt's boy and, and when you're around me, like it's all good times and just be safe and stuff like that. And from, you know, from a young man, he had like, like grown mature man mentality. And like he had those characteristics just like you did. And so like you said, a very special person. And anybody out there who, you know, it's pe those people are cut from a very special cloth to adopt children into. Because I can't imagine, I mean, as difficult as anything to just be a parent in general, but let alone when it's like, you have to choose that in your heart. Like, hey, yes, did we not, you know, biologically have these children? If you want to put that on paper, yeah, okay. But in our hearts, these are our children. This is our family. Our love is stronger than anything that you want to break it down on paper or scientifically or whatever. And like that, those are unicorn of people. Those are one in a million people. Yep. Shout out to all our, you know, our parents who are adoptees or adopters and, you know, all the children that are adoptees because it's. You're a special person. No, I'm very yeah, special, special person. people. Like that's. Yeah, so no, him, he's always been a great, you know, he led by example, just like you do and, and your family did, and, you know, it's... It's all love. Yeah, it's man. It's all it is. You, life is, you, if you give life love, it's going to give love back. Yeah, and that's hard, you know, a lot of, like, a lot of kids who didn't get to experience love growing up in this and that, they don't know what it is, like, you know, uh, my family and I have grown a lot since, you know, uh, my sister and I were young, but we've addressed a lot of those things of how we grew up in a family that didn't know how to communicate love, you know, like. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very lucky. Um, my family's always been one to always, always love hard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my, when my grandparents were still alive, their thing was they always wanted the family together, yeah. stay together. And we've really took that into pride and we've always been together all family events all the cousins all you see how big my mexican yeah. family is Orale. oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you be rolling deep but... i'm saying bro every time y'all go two-stepping it's just like a whole like squad of them yeah we all fit into that same pt cruiser of all 30 something mm -hmm. there you go i don't care get out the you know, but that's that's real. That's family, and you know, I, that's something. I I remember still being a teenager, and be, you know, you and I getting really close and being around your family, and like being able to call your mom and dad, mom and dad, and for them to hug me and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know, fuck, like this is weird, you know, because it's, it's stuff I wasn't exposed to, and you know, that's I don't hold anything against my parents. We your parents are great them. parents. They, they are. are freaking hilarious. By They're the way. trip fucking weirdos <laughs> and i love them but we've talked about that a lot man we've had conversations we've had podcast like conversations you know off air and stuff like that of just you know since you know growing into the man i'm trying to become and connecting to my parents on a more it's funny you see it now too how when you start to get up you know in that age you're able to communicate with your parents more of adult to adult versus child to parent and you start to see things on like a similar wavelength and you all can communicate better and you're like oh shit you know, it's just, it's just us maturing overall yeah. when you when you finally realize, oh, snap, now I get what you meant by this mm -hmm. because we're starting to understand it more when you really take into perspective of what they were trying to preach to us as kids yeah. 
And now that we're there and we're older, we're like, oh man. It makes a lot of sense now. Like it was funny, I was telling my dad the other day, you know, uh, when I just bought this house, you know, the the tree, we had two trees and they were hitting my neighbors, uh, going into my neighbor's chimney. So thank God they didn't start a fire because then we would have called, we would have had to call the second responders to come. No, I'm just kidding. The shout out to my dad, to the the fire department. department. No, they're good peeps, but... I was telling my Technically, dad. Technically, you would be first responder since yeah. you, yeah, already. <laughs> well, they got to technicality. Cops have to make sure the scene is safe first before they come. There you go. But, well, and then also, too, like, how many, like, people, well, no, like, are really lighting their fireplaces in South Texas? That is true. Right? But granted, it did, you know, we have our little Arctic blast where it was nice. Yeah, it's yeah, just but, random. That Texas weather, man. You I'm telling you, we, start, we ended, like, Halloween get. freezing, and now it's November. Thanksgiving, we're going to be in, yeah, yeah, tank tops and swim Chilling, trunks. man. I'm telling you. You got to love it. But If Texas was a woman, she'd be like Britney Spears in, like, the 90s. <laughs> I'm fine! Yeah. And just shaving head and stuff. And But, okay, so, yeah, so your neighbors, oh. the, the, the tree and the chimney? Yeah, so... And when I started, you know, doing the yard work, cutting it, you know, making it all nice and pretty, mm. knocking the trees down, and I'm looking at my dad, and I used to hate, used to hate yard work when yeah, I was you younger, um, but then as I started to grow older, I told my dad, I go, is it weird that I'm enjoying this? Like, <laughs> like this is nice, like, yeah. It's, it's kind of <laughs> nice, you know, especially when it cheers, but I yeah. always love, you know, taking care of, you know, like my parents' yard, um, as I got older, of course. Yeah, yeah, and when you were I, I took it, yeah, I took into pride, like. Yeah, this is nice. You know, it looks good. See the hard work that pays off. Yeah. And like, I did this, you know. No one else did this. I did this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was like, yeah, that's a sign of a... Coming a man. You get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, thanks, Pop. Yeah. And that's good that y'all get to have those conversations, man. It's, of course, my family and I, we've had some of those recently, too, of like, you know, things as, you know, finances. You get your finances in check and you start handling things more like a mature, you know, young adult. And this now you're like... You get all hyped about it, like, shit, like, check that out. Like, I'm paying stuff off ahead of time, this and that. And, you know, you sound like a young adult, this and that. And they're like, doesn't it feel nice? Like, yeah, I'm like, fuck yeah. Versus, you know, like, oh, I went and got wasted this weekend or whatever. But it's on a more, like, emotional part of it of the conversations my parents and I have gotten to have of, you know, as I've gotten older, I can realize and see things through their eyes. Like, hey, yeah, they were kids at one point, too. They were young humans going through life that was much harder than mine and they they weren't shown love they weren't shown affection so they didn't know how and they tried their best but like we weren't a huggy family of course you know my dad was working 80 something hours a week just to provide for us my Dang, so that's who you get it from what working them long i remember back yeah. in high school you working like 60 something hours and still yeah. going to school I was as like, soon as i was doing that, the half and half program yeah. i would do everything I was like, like god and it's it's a good and bad habit man i know it was as sometimes like it took its toll and you know in that in that long relationship i was in where i was like i would just choose to go to work monday through saturday you know saturdays were optional i would mm-hmm. take it i would bust out you know 60 65 hours a week oil field construction i would bust 70 80 90 95 hours a week in the oil field and stuff like that and that's that's where i get it from my dad where it's just, just like fucking clock in and do what you got to do and there's good aspects to that but at the same time when you realize how much it takes away from your family yeah they care you about miss you that family time yeah they miss time. you yeah exactly. and then it starts to become negative um but yeah, that's definitely where I get it from is, is from Pops. And um, so yeah, you know, him working 80-something hours a week for years. Not like two or three years, but for like well over a decade, you know. Like my my sister, you know, she she didn't get any time with him until she was in her early 20s. And then because he didn't slow, he wasn't able to really slow down with all that working yeah. until I was in high school. And she was, you know, already, you know, approaching like 2021 and stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, his first bout with cancer. And that's when really everybody got quality time with him, which is a shitty time to get quality time with your dad. 
he works 80 hours a week your whole youth and then you know you only get time with him because the big c hits and fuck cancer yeah fuck cancer um but then of course you know my mom she was a stay-at-home mom up until i was in the third grade and then boom you know it's it's middle class america everybody has to work you gotta you gotta pay those bills and all shit so she goes back to working full-time so you got your dad working 80 something hours a week you got your mom working 40 something hours a week you don't see them that much and of course their rough upbringings they didn't know how to show affection and love and communicate it that well to the best of their ability so i see now where my sister and i you know um like you said, the kids, you know, they're sponges. They develop. They learn from their environment and everything. So when we became very, you know, we were subject to our environment as my parents were subject to their environment and so on and so forth. So, you you know, you start seeing generations of people who haven't overcome pain, who have not overcome uh, the, the inability to emotionally connect with people. We're very, uh, we were very emotionally detached people for a long time. Um, so... You know, it's it's tough to overcome those things and to acknowledge those things. Um, but that's why I was gravitated towards you and your family, which y'all had, because I was like, oh, this is nice. Like this is what a big loving family feels like. Granted, at times it's crazy because you have that many people. And then it's like <laughs> we hate each other, but we love each other so much. Yeah. You know, like everything going yeah. on right now and stuff like that. And even me, I'm still observing y'all, still learning because I'm like, like aren't y'all a big happy family? Like what the fuck? Like where you got cousins, aunts, uncles, brothers, this and that? Like shouldn't? But no, like. You still have a lot of energy. You still have a lot of personalities and dynamics. You got to. Life's too short to be negative, man. I'm telling and you. You, you got to, like we keep saying, enjoy the little things, you know. Um, kind of going back real quick to, to law enforcement or even teachers, nurses. Shout out to our educators. You know. Nurses. Um, I wouldn't mind being with them. You don't, we don't get paid millions of dollars, but to save someone's life, to to teach our our upcoming future you know, our kids, mm-hmm. our generation to teach them, you know, that's worth a million dollars to see them, you know, cross the stage or you just saved someone's life because they were thinking about committing suicide or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no price on that, man. You're getting, you, that to me, you know, that's getting paid millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, Imagine a society if it was actually like that. And, and yeah, and you know, our educators definitely need to be paid. They need to get paid like what these, in my opinion, what these NFL players are making. Right. You know, same thing with these nurses and doctors, uh, EMS, fire, law enforcement, yeah. all that, you know, because we're out here. Our veterans, exactly, you know, especially yeah, active veterans, duty, you know? especially our veterans. Um, but, you know, making those those impacts, make an impact on someone's life that's worth more than a million dollars. Yeah. And so that's, to me, the little things. Yeah. It, yeah, it's the little things that make our, our world run. And, you know, we take it for granted and it's squandered and we don't treat it well enough like you said like i really you, you look at examples or so say if you want to take like sports for example you know san antonio spurs orale you know how no it's a shitty season <laughs> yeah. but you know i still hold on to the past in regards to that but you know how like you know when we would acquire new players you would see like the senior players like tim duncan or ginobili or parker mm-hmm. they would take pay cuts for the better of the team you know like i don't need this extra you know Hundred thousand, you know, or well, millions actually. Um, this year, we're acquiring new players. Like, imagine if we had a society like that, to where like, you know, the CEOs, the CFOs, the corporations, the athletes, the celebrities, like, hey, cool, I don't need sixty million this year. Let me take thirty million, and then thirty million distributes back to the people who actually make this world run. Exactly. Like, that would that would you know? But unfortunately, people are living. yeah, people are greedy in life. Yeah. And, and also, what I don't understand is I got no problem if you want to if you're a hard worker. All to you, man. Mm. Treat yourself. Yeah, you know, of course. You can. But well, also remember, get the things you you 
need, not the things you want. Mm-hmm. You know, food, shelter, clothes on your back. Yeah. You know, that's been my biggest thing. You know, yeah, we have money to go buy this big old TV, whatever, but wrong with this tv that i have right here right exactly. it works it runs i can hear it i can watch tv it looks good you know it looks good so you know sooner or later yeah we'll probably get a bigger one but do i is it necessary need that right, right now? now or do yeah. i want that right now yeah and it's kind of like your, you know kind of like i guess priorities yeah you know very much so so that's but, how i look at that i wish more people would look at it like that too and like me of course i i suffered from that for the longest of you know, I would go off of my wants versus my needs. Um, you know, I was, you know, attracted to very monetary things for a long time. And I've since outgrown that or I'm doing a better job about growing that. But I see how so much my life has improved since then. People around me, they talk about the same things. Like, yeah, man, I focus on what I need, not what I want. Yeah, you were saying the other day, you cleaned out your apartment. You're making the checklist on, mm-hmm. these are the things I need. Yeah. This is the stuff I want, but I don't need. Yeah. And you cleared it out. Yeah. Like, across the board now is literally like nothing in my apartment doesn't get used on a daily basis even for my my wardrobe i'm like okay cool this is stuff i workout clothes certain dress clothes and this and that i have one pair of black dress shoes like they're badass shoes they look good i keep them in good condition people still compliment them to today so it's like okay i don't need to get you know all these other shoes and this and that whatever of like keeping up with this image i have in my mind you know and so on a larger scale that like imagine a nation that worked like that it was like cool i don't need another yacht i don't need another yeah. vacation home i don't need another you know just closet full of chains and clothes and and jewelry and glitz and glamour and bags and you know all the stuff that you know our celebrities do which you know i somewhat i get it like a lot of those people they come from you know quote unquote nothing and like they yeah. acquire this and that but it's like you, you don't need those things you're not going to be able to take it with you at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, it's your time to leave this place of existence. The only thing that matters is the seeds you planted while you were here. And exactly. your family, your communities, whatever, you yep. know. And you know the, the difference between someone that's a billionaire and someone that's homeless on the street. The only thing that's going to be different when they're buried is what? Nothing, right? You're Nothing. Both, they're both going to be six feet under. Exactly. So, like you said, it's what you leave behind for, for that next generation. What seeds you plant. And mm-hmm. that's something very... That's very powerful, you know, if you, you leave those strong seeds for the people behind you, you know, who knows what they're going to do with it, you yeah. know, you might as well give them a head start yeah. and see what they work with. Absolutely. And it's, because you know me, like I'm, I'm naturally pessimistic, like I always immediately gravitate towards the negative and I'm working a lot on improving that and I have. So a lot of people will think too, they're like, okay, well, when, when everything's said and done, you're gone from this place, like. You don't care. You're not going to reflect back. You're not going to look back and be like, oh, look at this. And I was like, first of all, none of us fucking know what happens after this. Exactly. So maybe. you haven't gone. Yeah, exactly. And because people are like, you know, part of me thinks of that too is like, you know, like whatever your spirit, your consciousness goes through after this, like you're not going to give a fuck. It's not like you're going to go back and check in or, you know, open the window and look. And, but at the same time, it's like, it's not my job to know what comes after this. So I'm not going to trip out about it. If while I'm here, I want to plant good seeds and quote unquote leave you know leave good behind and that's just what I'm gonna do and people are like well you don't know what you're gonna leave behind because you don't come back and you don't check in and then I was like I don't you know fuck off I don't know yeah. <laughs> I was like that's what I want to do with right now I want to do the best I can with what I got while I'm here and and that's what I'm gonna do and if you don't like it hey cool you don't have to but if you are about it and if you and yours are about it then come on and let's do this together you know but I wish I wish that's what more people had you know like yeah I wish it's something I had sooner you know of of 
like I said, that's a great example of like, hey, we have a television. Do we have the money and the means to upgrade, get bigger, you know, nicer than this? And they're like, yeah, we do. But does it really matter? Is it a necessity right now? You know, and it's if more people had that, then that'd be more good seeds to plant amongst other people who actually do need necessities, who do need clothes on their back, mm-hmm. who do need clean water, who do need shelter. But people don't think that because we're in this weird, consumptuous society of keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, everyone's in uh, competition mode. Who has a better car? Who has a better house? Mm-hmm. Who who's a prettier family? Exactly. You know, who's got the nicer you shit? Know, who's the 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 freaking basically the perfect family? And then nah. It's not it's, possible. Life's not a competition. Yeah. Um, in, in my opinion, you know, you can, I don't, I don't really know exactly how to put this in terms, but if you try to compete in life with someone to the left or to the right of you, you're, you're losing the main focus on what mm-hmm. you really want to accomplish because you're too focused on someone else mm-hmm. rather than yourself. I always go back to that, that one meme that was crazy, but, you know, you, I mean, you've seen it when Michael Phelps... Was Ray, uh, racing the swimmer? The Olympic when he swimmer? was the swimmer was looking at him. Yeah, remember when he got like all the things with you know cannabis and he was out of trouble and he came back and there was like that young Swedish or French swimmer that's talking all that shit. Yeah, yeah. But you remember they caught that picture when they're in the pool and Phelps is looking dead ahead and the, the his competition is looking like next to him to mm-hmm. his left. Like I want I know that sounds like a motivational like thing you'd have in a dentist office where it's like. Focus on the thing, you know. You'd have that like framed <laughs> yeah. up on the wall. Yeah. I was like, I don't care. Like, I would want that framed in my home one day and like have that because it's true. Like, and what did he do? He went on to win. Every time you are looking to the side at your competition, which in reality you start to realize as we've gotten older, like no one's really your competition. At the end of the day, like it doesn't affect you. The only person that needs to judge you is the man upstairs and yeah. yourself. That's it. That's it. Cause that's all that matters. Because at the end of the day, you know, whatever it is, you know. God, the universe, whatever you believe in. It's just going to be you and whatever that thing is at the end of it all. And it's, you know, so everyone else is even, your, you know, your family, your friends, your loved ones. Like, yes, we care about their opinions and stuff like that, too. But at the end of the day, even that doesn't go with you. Exactly. You know, so. Give some serious stuff, man. We went from house to, you know, birthday kinda, to. Yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. Hey, I'm telling you, though, but man. this is good. No, I like it. Don't apologize. Like, this is, you know. I'm glad that, you know, because you and I have great conversations in the, and to hear, you know, to put it out there for other people to, because, no, like, the things you talk about, the things you and your family stand for, a lot of people are going to benefit from. I hope from, so. From we, this and from future episodes as you, you know, feel more and more comfortable coming on. and We just always cared about people, and you know that, and, yeah. you know, I just, I, I want the world to, to care about your, your neighbor, yeah. your, the person to the left, person to the right of you doesn't matter if you're, you know, black, white, gay, brown, purple, whatever. It whatever. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Team human, baby. You know, it, yeah. it, it's, uh, it makes me happy to, you know, to see something as simple. Like, even the other day, you know, I could have blew, blew up about it. But, you know, we had the housewarming party. Yeah. And my neighbor, neighbor, right, ac- stupid. neighbor right across the street, um, he came in, was pretty rude. Just comes in to the garage like, hey, whoever's truck is in front of my house needs to move it now, you know. By law, it's not illegal to park in in, in the front of someone's house. Yeah, you just can't block, yeah, can't block the driveway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you come in, you kind of demand it. You know, 10 years ago, my young dumb self would have been like, Let's go. Get the fuck out of my yeah, garage. Who the fuck time. are you, you know? Yep. Who you think you're talking to? But, you know, I was like, you know what? We'll, we'll move it, you know? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, I was kind of, he kind of a little annoyed by it. But at the end of the day, I went and was like, hey, you know, my name's 
my name's Matt, you know, new to the neighborhood, you know, mm-hmm. why don't you come have a beer with us, or why don't you come have some food, yeah, and then he kind of changed his whole perspective, you know, I could have been that dick, and I think I made him realize, like, oh, man, I went about it the wrong way, I could have, mm-hmm. you know, just been like, hey, guys, whoever's truck is in front of my house, yeah. you know, but like I said, just being nice to your neighbor, you know, it's easy, it's easy to be negative, it's, it's easy, easy to, to pop be a off. dick, yeah. super easy, you know, but it's hard to love someone and actually show them, like, hey, why don't you, uh, you know, be nice to people, you know, yeah. bring them up. Yeah. So. Especially in a moment of, you know, quote unquote co- conflict, like, you know, not, not that I was going to go like fortune gossips or anything yeah. like that, but a, a moment of negativity. And if you can choose to, it's hard, man. Like it's, you know, like. I mean, it's harder to be the bigger person. It is. And just anything. And if you can be the bigger person, it, it speaks volume to, to go there and not stoop down to someone else's level. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember at levels where I'd have my buddy talking shit to someone and I'd stoop down to that level and talk shit too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for what though? Like, doesn't solve shit. No, it talking makes things worse. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, oh yeah, you know, oh, I felt good talking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, mm-hmm. you know, like a week or two weeks later, you're like, damn, I was a dick. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to talk to him like that, you know? Yeah. You get to puff your chest out for a little yeah. bit, but when it goes down, you're like, Damn, like that was not the best way I could have carried myself yep. in that situation. Yep. Yeah. So you learn that a lot and it's no, I mean, you know. I've I've I learned that lesson the hard way beginning this year, you know, when I got into that sketchy situation because I didn't go about it the right way. You know, I was trying to stand up for somebody who was being, you know, verbally attacked pretty much, you know, and you know, that guy was going at that bartender and um Well, it's okay to stick up for people, man. It is, and, but like but it said even in a very aggressive situation like that, like going back is like I could have handled it better. And could you know, I could have been direct and, and handled that situation, you know, been the alpha in that situation and defused it, not stoop down to his level yeah, and find and fire escalate it towards me and then it was like, all right, cool, exactly fire versus fire. Now things are about to go down. Yeah. But since then, you know, that was that was actually one of the biggest moments this year for me. Like I I know I needed that because it was a, it was a big lesson to learn. And since then, like, you know, I've gone separate ways with a couple of coworkers I used to be cool with or, you know, some of the old boys and this and that. And it even when it's full blown like face to face like conversation, this and that, like hey man, you got a fucking problem and these days I'm able and I have where I'm like, no, nah. I was like I don't I was like I don't I don't give a fuck about you. Like, you know, yeah. I, but I have no animosity towards like, you go do you like, be the best you can be, man. Please stay out of trouble. Don't do stupid shit. Um, but I'm not going to fuck with you anymore. We can't be boys. We can't hang out because yeah. I don't want to operate like that anymore. Yeah. Well, people, it's a skill I didn't used to have, you know? Yeah. Well, people come and go in your life and it's just one of those to where you're going to, you're going to take a benefit from them rather than something they brought good or something they got they brought bad and you're gonna be like oh hell no you know i ain't gonna mm-hmm. i ain't gonna continue i don't need none that. of that yeah yeah you know that bad juju go yeah. get out of here with that shit don't you do that to me ricky bobby yeah there you go put that black <laughs> magic on me you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it's all it's all you know learning lessons learning lessons and i don't you know stuff as when we were younger we definitely didn't know how to take notes on life and be like oh this is a lesson oh get my pen and pad out and like jot notes like we didn't know how to do that we we're just react 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 but I think that's a blessing is getting more mature is now you know that. Like, it's not even get the pen and pad out now these days. It's pretty much always out and ready. And we're just, like, aware and observing life. We're like, okay, cool. Taking notes right here. Okay, cool. Observing what I need to do right here and act better and act accordingly, you know. It's easier said than done. But getting our reps in. Well, it's better that we, you know. Quit licking your balls, man. Yeah, no. I don't know if y'all hear that. My no, they probably no. I'm t- these mics are good, cleaning man. himself. <laughs> I'm not trying to like toot my own horn, but like these mics are good, so they get they are that. pretty badass. Yeah, <laughs> now they're they're like I said, you don't even know they're on, and like yeah, you'll hear it later. And 
You're just going to hear a, a, a beautiful boxer just maintaining his privets. You nasty ass. Yeah, I'm not about that life of uh, taking his balls, you know. It's... Uh, that's his choice. That's his choice. Exactly. <laughs> you remember exactly. the Van Wilder movie? Yes, with yeah. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. Like, you ever think about getting a fixed man? That's his decision. Yeah, see? Yeah. Right? You don't want see? To, yeah, yeah, Gary was making noise like, don't touch my huevos. Yeah. That's so funny. And people, You know, people are like, it's a dog. They can't tell you if they want to be sick. Like, that's the fucking point, though. That's one thing that's always impressed me with y'all with him. Like, because, you know, a lot of, you know, dog owners complain when you don't get your boys, you know, fixed. They're just wild, savage dogs trying to hump everything and reproduce, reproduce. But him, he's mild mannered. He's obedient. He's you know chill. I mean, he can take it zero to one hundred real quick. But that's don't do that. As a, yeah, that that's, right. that's all. <laughs> <laughs> that looked a little funky. Well, okay, so yeah, I know y'all can't see this, but my dog Quartz is a boxer, and usually they have a little nub. Uh, well, when we got him when he was about eight weeks old, the owner. I guess decided to do like half of the toe into a nub. So that's where he got the nickname Corn Dog because mm-hmm. he's a fawn boxer and it literally looks like a little corn dog you get at yeah. like. Like legit, know. like a corn dog you get. He's got a corn dog tail. So. That's the cutest corn dog tail ever. How do you feel about that? I had like. You hear all these, you know, um, psychology studies these days of like couples get, you know, dogs or cats or whatever pets together and, you know, how they operate with that is like training before you know like being parents and things like that a lot of people like study that shit and you know i haven't even to be honest look really looked into it but definitely i think you and her click so well that it's like y'all don't even need definitely practice. having him as our our fur child you know like children you know you gotta bathe them you gotta give them food take you gotta you know take care of them groom them yeah. um but, yeah, I can see in an instance, you know, you having a pet, taking care of them can definitely kind of get get you prepared mm-hmm. for uh, for having kids. But, yeah, we're going we're gonna to wait. Yeah, we're going to wait on that all in um, due time, though, you know. But no, I, I know I'm I can, excited for whenever y'all do decide to and God chooses to bless y'all with that, that yeah, journey. Yeah, I mean, you know, you knew I worked with kids for yeah. like five years and I, lo- I love kids. kids. You know, I almost was going to just become a... Uh, a coach or a teacher working at Ken, mm-hmm. you know. I, Give I, back to the youth. Yeah, kids, kids are something different. You know, I went in there expecting, oh, I'm gonna change these kids' life. Nah, these kids changed my yeah. life. Those little elementary kids, changing my life. Um, Seeing the world through their eyes is yeah, a trip. Yeah, so going, you know, kids are awesome, man. They 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 bring so much joy into this world. Mm-hmm. And being we'll see them like like Emily and her friends, you know, they're coming over. I'm like, oh my god! I took care of you at Ken, and you're you're mm-hmm. what now? You're a junior, and see how much they've grown. Yeah, and it's just it's, they're a, it's eight, a trip. What, eight years old back then, and now they're 16, 17, this and that. Yeah, so you're just like, you were little humans, and now you're fucking teenagers yeah, doing stuff. You know, like yeah. it's it's a trip, man. And Especially when they're talking about boys and crap. Oh, I'm like, ah, oh, no. no. Once I uh, graduate, you know. Like Especially these boys these days getting all their stupid perms and shit. Oh, man. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about, we're about that. To, uh, we're about to shaving heads, man. Yeah. Boys come knock on the door. We're going to have to pull a bad boys. You know, you ever made love to a man? Yeah. Want to? <laughs> you want to? Reggie, you fucking Reggie. We're going to go see Bad Boys 30. 3 when it comes out. Bad yeah. Boys for Life. It's going to be. Yeah. I'm about it's it. It's going to be a good movie. Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, and they're like 50 something years old, man. That's how they do it. Legends, bro. I'm telling you, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to make a boys' day and do that. <laughs> 
You're just gonna see a whole movie theater of bros, just bro. Yeah, not a girlfriend in sight. Some bunch of grown men, yeah, all their boys, like hell yeah, right, boys, we die together, yeah. You're the whole thing. Yeah. What you gonna do? I'm telling, I'm about it when that movie comes out. It's gonna be good, you know. But no, nah, man, just everything you done in in the last couple of years and you know i still beat myself up sometimes about not being a part of it more but how much a great how grateful i am these days to be a part of it now at you know it's it happens at the time it's supposed to we know that you know like we're on god's time we're on the universe's time who we got i don't know i just saw you. go ahead i got you but yeah you know like it, it things happen exactly where they're meant when they're meant to you know you you went through exactly what you're meant to go through you're going through exactly what you're meant to go through. You're exactly where you need to be, and you're headed exactly. Exactly. Where you need to God be. has you on the path. So whenever you're like, "Oh man, I'm off path," or "I'm not on the right path," no, God has you on that path for a reason. You just need it's, to be aware. Yeah, you just gotta look at it as, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Yeah. What are you trying to make me improve on? What do I need to learn? Or what do moment? I need to stop doing? Like, what am I doing that's mm-hmm. bad? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're knocking yourself for that, and you can't. You can't do that because. He puts you on a path to no matter what path you go on, it's, it's life in general. There's going to be some good. There's going to be some bad. So for for you to go down whatever path it is you're going through, through it's, a, it's a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I didn't go through the path I went through, I probably wouldn't be who I am today. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't be as caring. I would probably be so immature or something dumb, yeah. you know. Likewise, so every everything's 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 there for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. So it's okay to look back. I know people are like, "Oh, don't look back into your mm-hmm. past," but it's okay to look back to see how far you come. Everyone's reflecting improved. is okay. Everyone's improved in life um, from ten years ago. Yeah, and even if you don't think you do, sit down and start writing down what mm-hmm. what what it is you're doing differently. Yeah, um, and you you'll see everyone's done good things from 10 yeah, years five more or years. less they've yeah. improved in some way form or another yeah but it's no and i appreciate that you know because like i said it's something i still do beat myself up sometimes about but it's you know around god's time around the universe's time and so for me to be around these days and see what you've accomplished becoming you know the next you know the leader the garcia clan the tribe you know and like you're it's going to be your your role and, and you're already you know stepping into that role so powerfully and you know just you know becoming the man you're becoming man like you know, I've told I've told you since we were young how I look up to you, and you, you know, you, I look up to you like I always have. Them. How you know the right way to be a friend, the right way to be a brother, uh, right way to be a son, you know, and and now just you know you becoming a man, and you know, God willing, you know when the time is right, you know, a husband and a father, and you know, you and Mercedes, and oh, I appreciate that. And you've all, I've always I told you, to? you've you've always been that dude to to bring the light to the party or to wherever it is, man. You get here, it's like, ooh, Josh is here. It's yeah. about, you know, that you bring that positive attitude. Even though you were sometimes, even though if you weren't feeling as positive, man, you, you put a, could have won a, a Grammy for those times you were having hard times. Yeah. But, because I never, Grammy Is Grammy music or movies? I don't know. It's one of them. I don't know. You get an award, whatever. Right. You're getting an award. Yeah. <laughs> we're not in the music or video industry. We don't fucking but, know. But yeah, but no, I appreciate that. One of those things. Yeah. And, but how, you know, you coached me out of that, though, for a long time. I was like, well, yeah, man, I just brought the party with me. When you're younger, I brought the booze or the drugs. That's all people nah. wanted. But you you brought me out of that. I was like, yes, did you bring that? But it was like you you told me how I thought I needed those things to bring with me when actually it was me. I was the vehicle. I was just bringing bullshit along. Mm-hmm. Now, these days, how I'm even 
I just show up just all me now and like I said and it happens and it's funny how you say that too how um this one female friend of mine um you know she's she's a very special woman and um you know she's she's cool she's a good person to talk to but she wished me happy birthday yesterday and she used those exact words she's like keep being a light to people keep shining on people and this and that just be you you know, and I appreciate that because the longest time I was always like, man, like, life's so dark and this and that, blah, blah, blah. But people were something like, nah, like you literally brighten up a room. It's like, I didn't see it until recently and I'm starting to now. And I'm just grateful to be that friend, you know, and try yeah. to be that man. The greatest gift you can give anyone is being you, yeah. 100% you. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's the best gift you can give to anyone. Yeah. You know, that's why other people, when they get married or they fall in love or whatever, they're like, it's because of you, not because of your money. Yeah. Not because of it I mean, shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Yeah. You know, some people will. Some people yeah, will. But hey, yeah, you know, it's like, a whole other mess. But but how know. it should be, like you said, yeah, is you're marrying that person, like you're in love with them, not anything they bring, not their commodities, and not their assets, not any of the material mm-hmm. bullshit. You know, like excuse me, that's that that's that Earth Burger, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, but you know, that's what it's supposed to be. So even you know, you go as devoted into like a relationship or marriage and stuff like that but even friendships like who you surround yourself with who you link up with you're doing it you know how you should be of them you want to connect to, to, with them as a friend as them with the, as a bro you know not anything they have not anything you know that's on the side is you're directly dialed into them you know but i don't know i really I, i'm seeing more and more people try to do that these days of spread good of be connected to good to be of good um in a world that's i think People are just tired of the bullshit, to be honest. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people um, when I was back on social media that are, are changing their life for the better, for the positive, mm-hmm. doing something, you know, showing that they're happy. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as they keep improving themselves and doing whatever they need to do, you know, I'm good with it. I'm yeah. never going to knock someone or judge someone. Like, mm-hmm. they tell y'all, don't judge a book by its cover. So, as long as just want people to improve and be a better person yeah that's all that matters is people working on themselves man what are you feeling corn dog oh no i think he has to go to the restroom you need to go potty he has to go potty i will be right back brb i got you yeah just clip that off do your thing man why it goes to the little potty 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 let's go outside come on bye come on you gotta go take a poopy but i'll hold it down while they do that um I don't, I don't know, fam, like, conversations like this are important, it shows, like, like it's, it's been a message that's been coming across my screen, and, you know, the books I read, and the things I listen to these days, of, of, it's, it's been so, so consistent, like, I can't ignore it, of, you are who you surround yourself with, there's no doubt about it, you are who you surround yourself with, go back, and like I said, the message I received at church today was, like, check your tribe, check who you're surrounding yourself with, um, and that's something I noticed within myself, you know, for the for uh, the past year or so, when when things weren't going good, and it's not you don't turn it around and blame it on the people. You're like, oh, my life sucks because I'm hanging out with you. Like, don't look at it like that, because it's not always their fault. It takes two to tango. These friendships, these relationships we have, it's all reciprocal. You reciprocate the negative or the positive that you uh, that you feed into them, and vice versa, what they feed into you. Um, you know, it's easy, it's lazy to say like, oh, my life sucked because I was in a relationship with that person. Or my life sucked because I was hanging out with that squad of people and they were nothing but trouble and they attracted trouble. That's lazy. That's easy. Like, don't take that approach to it because you got to remember the version of you that existed at that time, that was you. That was your responsibility 
that version of you was able to be in the relationship with that person. That version of you was able to hang out with those people and associate with them and to do the activities and the and the shit that y'all did. So if you want to put it on them, like don't choose that lazy path. You know, take the high road with yourself. Hold yourself accountable and be like, that was me that was able to be with that person or those people at that time. Um, you know, you just kind of reflect back on that, learn from that and be like, okay, I'm not that person anymore. I've outgrown that and now I can be the best version of myself to be around, you know, the people that I need to be around. So, how's your pee pee? Oh, I'm good. Yeah? Empty bladder? Yeah, I'm good. Nice. I wash my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Employees must wash hands before returning to work. Where's the dog at? You just leave it open, he comes and goes or what? Yeah, he'll, he'll find a spot. It takes him about 10 minutes. I don't know why, dude. I don't know why dogs do that. I don't know. He's the only dog I've ever had where he'll... He'll go outside and he has to find the perfect spot. And I know he has to go to the restroom because he's like hauling ass, smelling mm-hmm. everywhere. And he'll just find like, he'll like, all right, here. And he'll turn around, squat, and then he'll get up and be like, no, that's not the spot. And then he'll go to another spot. I'm like, what are you doing? Just shit, man. Just get it out. That's, um, well, because y'all, y'all aren't obsessed with like Rick and Morty like I am. But that's funny is the new episode or the new season, the second episode was all about like Rick, the main guy. Mm-hmm. He has a secret uh, shitting spot. Like, he's got a planet devoted to it. And it's funny how, like, they knocked, um, of course, like, the Marvel Avengers movies. Uh-huh. Um, how Thanos, after he, like, caused all that trouble, he went off to, like, a sacred planet. You know, he's got his little shed, his shack, and nature, and the fields, and the mountains, and the sunsets on him, and this and that. Uh-huh. That's what Rick's pretty much was. He had, like, made, like, a throne with a toilet, and, like, it overlooked, like, a mountain and a waterfall. And that's his, like, his sacred place to shit. Like, it's, the whole episode is funny. And actually, it's really sad at the end, because it has to do with, like, friendship and stuff. But that's funny how your dog, like, that's his version of that. I need my perfect place of shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, the deal is with that. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, I'm going to give him X-lax because. Wow. Like, Come on, Dick let's move. go, Just dude. Just get it out of your system. I know. Back when we were at the apartment, man, you'd have to walk him for like 30 minutes mm-hmm. before. I'm like, I know you have to go potty. And he just looked at me like, nope, I don't want to go here. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll go. Go around the whole complex. It's raining. It's cold. Yeah, like, like let's go. You know, we'll, go. Okay. He at least he's got his care. own space now where he just yeah, let Yeah, now he has a backyard. I can just throw him back there. Like, all right, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll come knocking on the door when he's ready. Yeah. How's it feel, man, to be the, the king of your castle, to have your own spot? Uh, it's a blessing. Um, it's weird. Like I was telling you when I was, cause I used to live on the third floor of my apartment. So I was always very courteous of my neighbors below me. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to make noise. So when I was moving stuff upstairs, I was like, you know, I, I felt like I was making too much noise. Mm-hmm. And I was like, didn't want to be obnoxious. Wait, this is my house. They know mm-hmm. below me. Start stomping stop, stop. my feet, <laughs> rolling around like a little kid looking like step like, There's so much room for activity. Yo, like, you cried in the garage. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> Um, but that's it, a good feeling, man. It's nice to come home to something that you call yours. Yeah. You know, apartment has you know your leasing agent, or your leasing management, and crap. Mm-hmm. It's like it's yours, but is it really yours? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's a different thing. Yeah, it's you and it's your neighborhood, and you know it's your mortgage that you're responsible mm-hmm. for, and there's no leasing office and no go kart zipping around all the time and all that BS. Like, nope. but it's it's good. Yeah, you know, I worked hard, worked hard for it. Um, so to see your hard work pay off is probably one of the best. It's like, mm-hmm. all right, I got it, I did it. What's next? Yeah. So. And I think y'all are doing it good too, because y'all are, like, beautiful home, awesome. 
but y'all aren't doing that whole thing where like you're not you're not keeping up with the Joneses. You're not trying to compete with anybody. You're not like, mm-hmm. oh man, we need it to look like this or we need these things in there, these amenities and blah blah. It's like, no, this is our home and what makes it so beautiful is the love that y'all put into it. Mm-hmm. You know? It's it goes back to something that you've always had and your family's always had and things like like it's not it's not the clothes you wear, it's not the shit you drive, it's not what you got going on. Like you make it that much better. Yeah. And it's so, the people the people you're around, man. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a fun time. I see all these people going. What pisses me off is people that are going to all these, you know, Hawaii, Greece, whatever, mm-hmm. and the whole time they're on their phones. Yeah. Okay, you can get your pictures in. Yeah. But damn it, enjoy the moment. Get off your damn phone. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Like, the same thing when I have people over here, you know, we're enjoying the company. Like, I don't think yesterday, like, Ed said he snuck in the house. And I didn't see him because I was just, there were so many people. Yeah, you're just, and I was like showing them around. And then he was like, I was like, when did you get here? And he right? was like, oh, I've been here for 10 minutes. You walked past me. I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm in the zone, man. And I'm seeing just, my peoples. You know, but enjoying it, yeah. you know, instead of being like, oh, let me be on my phone and see what other people were doing. I don't, mm-hmm. Like, it's not that I don't care, but I'm like, I have the people I want here. Yeah. So why am I going to worry about what someone else is doing? Mm-hmm. I saw one the other day that was like, be around the people that make you forget you have a phone. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a damn good one. Like, because you see a lot of people these days, like, especially, you know, like how we don't go out into the nightlife too much anymore. But, you know, when we do, and I will entertain it, this and that, you'll see like groups of people go out together and they're just on their phones the whole time. And I'm like, are you even enjoying the company you're with? Like, you made plans, you made an effort, you're spending money to be out on a Friday, Saturday night or whatever with this group of people. Y'all aren't interacting, y'all aren't communicating, y'all aren't having good quality time. Like, mm-hmm. excuse me, damn earth burger. But it's like, so do you even, like, are you really surrounding yourself with the people you even care about? It's even, sorry to go on like a quick tangent, but it's like, I remember, you know, like you know, relationships I've had or women I've had, you know, associated with in my life <clears> and this and that. And they would tell me like full on this and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going out with these girlfriends and this and that. I was like, okay, cool. You know, have fun. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, I don't even really like, like, some of these girls in this group or this girl in this. And I was like, so why are you around them? They're like, I don't know. It's just someone to go out with. And I'm like, like that that's not okay. That defeats the whole purpose. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you, you want to go out that bad just to go out and be seen or do whatever and this and that. But then the people you're, you're directly with aren't even people you enjoy being around. Like, exactly. That defeats the purpose. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're going out and surrounding yourself with, quote, unquote, negativity. Because... You know, they, they may not be horrible people, like they're negative people or whatever, but it's not, if it's not people you really want to, like, spend quality time with and be around together, then it's definitely not positive, you know? So I always, that always dumbfounded me. It's like, people would rather be in less quality company than be by themselves. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get, get it. it. It's, I guess it's because, I, I don't get it. My family's always been like, hey, if we're going out, we're going to go dancing, we're going to do whatever. You know, we're out there dancing, we're out there having, having fun, fun, enjoying yeah. it, cracking jokes. Roasting each other. Yeah, yeah we always roast each other. Yeah, you know, so, you know, I enjoy family time. When it's family time, it's family time. Yeah. You know, they might as well make something called phone time. You know, hey, we're going to go to this club and all you're going to do is stay on your phone all day, you know. Oh, fuck, you might have given someone a great idea. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. You're going to see a club now where, like, your phone must be in your face at yeah. all times. Turn up. Yeah. That would be horrible. Recording yourself there and how yeah. much fun you're having. Can you imagine the DJ, like, if anyone's enjoying the music, like, nah, nah, fucker. Get on your phone and record me. Yeah. Don't enjoy the music with your eyes. Yeah. That's horrible, but yeah. I'm, no, I'm exactly. all for, you know, getting pictures, taking videos yeah. and memories, but, God. Or people that even go on dates. Like, you know, I'll see people out on dates. Mm-hmm. 
And like these little high school kids or whoever, no, not right? even, even yeah. grown adults, yeah, man. Yeah, and the whole time you're on the yeah. phone, I'm like, well, you're not enjoying dinner with the person across from you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, look at this, you know, handsome man you got in front of you, ladies. Or look at this, exactly. you know, Looking like Hercules. Yeah, Hercules, you so strong. But, you know, or even, you know, whoever, like, you see it all the time now, like. There's actually one, like, it doesn't matter, like I said, gay, straight, lesbian, you know, whatever, like, people, man, spend quality time with each other. If you're on a date with somebody, if you're out with a group, like, look into their eyes, make conversation, put the phones down, you know, like, you know, we get so little quality time these days, and then when people do have it with each other, they're not devoted to it. Well, then again, it, it kind of, uh, the other thing is, if when people act like they don't know what to talk about, or they feel like if I ask this question... They're going to think I'm weird. Sometimes it's like, just ask a question. Just, just, yeah. just start the conversation. You never know. Go, and that actually kind of takes me back to uh, like dancing, right? Because yeah. my cousin, I ain't going to say his name, yeah, yeah. but he loves to dance. Pairs he's single. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. Yeah. But the other thing that pisses me off is you go to clubs and guys do this too. It's not just female, so mm -hmm. I'm not pointing the fingers. Mm -hmm. But you know, you go and you ask a... Uh, I've seen him go and ask yeah. a girl, hey, you want to dance? And she's like, uh, no, I don't want to fuck. And then she's like, excuse like, me, homegirl. Like, I'm trying to dance. I'm not trying to get in your pants. Mm -hmm. That or, was a good or, rhyme. You know? <laughs> Bars. <laughs> Bikes. Bikes. We got to watch that later. Or even guys, like, I didn't care. I remember, I'm never going to forget, uh, we were at Midnight Rodeo with my family. Mm -hmm. And this old lady was just standing there. I remember... She, like she was like she was at least eighty something, bro. And I remember, and she was standing there, there, and people were coming and asking her granddaughters to dance, and one of her granddaughters wasn't as pretty, and so you know guys are gonna be a dick and be like, no, I want to dance with you. So me and my cousins yeah. were like, we got we got that granddaughter and we got we grandma, grandma out there, right? like, hey grandma, we ain't let's trying go, to yeah, turn up. let's go. <laughs> You know, we got her out there. I yeah. think every single one of my cousins danced with with the with the grandma mm -hmm. and the other granddaughter. But it's like you better have fun. Yeah. Not, I mean, of course, you know, people are there like, oh, who am I going to take home? Yeah, tonight? who am but, I going to hook up with this and that? You know. Yeah, so. very true. But it's like having fun is the best part of it. Like, what was it? The last time we all went out, we were at uh, Hills and Dales, and I'm just you know shooting this shit and having a good time. This and that. At one point, Ed told me he's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Cause I don't I don't drink too much anymore uh -huh. in excess, except." Sometimes fucking Halloween. <laughs> but that was a safe environment. But, you know, you see me go out these days and I'll have, like, two tops. And I'm just chilling, having a good time. But he had, like, t he took a shot at me. He was like, hey, man. He's like, you don't got to act drunk just because you're not getting drunk. I was like, I ain't acting drunk. Man. I'm just having fun. Yeah. I was like, the fact that I can have fun pretty much sober these days, which I was never able to do. Like, that's what you're there for. Have fun. Like, dance. Shoot the shit. Laugh. Go holler at somebody. And, like, it's, like I said, these days, it's, 2019 is a trip, man. Especially for, for being a single man is... Like, you know, and, you know, you have this new mentality of, like, you'll go up and be like, hey, girl, what's up? You want to dance? I don't want to fuck fuck you. Like, this and that. You yeah. think I'm easy? It's like, slow your roll. I don't even know if I like you yet. Yeah. I'm here to have fun and dance. Yeah, ladies, just giving y'all some info. Some inside Not info, all man. all guys, when they ask you to dance, are trying to get into your pants. Mm. Um, so, Easy you can enjoy it. Even if he's not as, uh, as, uh... <laughs> As handsome, yeah. the old saying used to say, "Everyone's a supermodel after it's two. A, yeah, that's it. But you <laughs> everyone's know, a ten after two. Just, uh, just enjoy just it. Fun. Unless yeah. he's a creep, you know, you just see him kind of being a creep. Yeah. There's, there's a difference. There's you should be able difference. to tell. But he's genuinely asking you, "Hey, would you like to dance?" And he's being a gentleman about it. Just go have that dance. One dance it won't. ain't gonna kill anyone. I was about to say that too, but no, there's been some sketchy shit these days, but. 
I mean, I get that. It's, it's hard for ladies these days, man. It's hard. They don't know who are creeps. They don't know who are, you know, who who could be abusive. Or like freaking Ted Bundy, supposedly some it, great looking guy. Exactly. Remember? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. handsome as shit. You know, like yeah. so. I, I I will give ladies that credit these days. If you know, if they're doing it for their safety, and you know, they're full on just like, hey, I'm in my I'm in my clique with my girls. No dudes, whatever. I don't feel safe. I'm not about that vibe. I'll give them. Yeah, that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I don't care. Of if they want to go dance with each other. Cool. Yeah. I ain't worried about that. But if you're gonna full on be a bitch, when I when a, you know, and of course that they don't know. But if I as a single man can approach it as respectfully as possible, like, hey, not trying to bother you, not trying to fuck with you. I think you're very attractive. I just want you. Would you like to have a dance? If not, it's cool. Just throwing yeah. it out there. And if I met with fuck you and the horns yeah. come out and this and that, I was like. I couldn't have approached that with any more respect than I than I did, and that's how you're gonna re- re- react. Like yeah. that's not cool, but it's how it is out there these days, man. Like, well, no, it's like well, the uh, the night y'all the Friday night that y'all are packing everything for. I moved in last Saturday. I told you I went to Green Lantern by myself, uh-huh. and I was talking to that woman. I told you all about that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How weird. I was. She was like, "No, well, they don't know, so you might want to tell them." Yeah. So quick, you know, sidebar. You know, <laughs> went out to you know. <laughs> The uh, old stomping ground. Yeah, man, the old the old hood, which we used to think was uh, the ritzy. Six years ago. Yeah, we're like, this is top shelf. I mean, it's still a nice place in this and that, but there are nicer places. Uh, um, but yeah, went to Green Lantern with myself. It's you know right down the street from the apartment. I was like, let me just, you know, I had been out and about that evening, and um, I was like, I didn't feel like you know staying at home for a little bit. So let me go have one drink. Go have a drink, and you know, I'm just at the bar shooting the shit with the bartenders. You know, and like I always like talking to bartenders because it's you know. It's good conversation, you know, see what they do, what they deal with in their night, you know, watch them do their mixology and stuff like that. End up striking up a conversation with the lady at the bar and this and that, like, just making conversation. She engages me in conversation and then, you know, laughing, smiling, having, you know, having a good talk and about, like, 15, 20 minutes into it, I guess it hits her and she was like, she, like, immediately changes demeanor. She's like, I I just want to let you know, like, I'm not trying to lead you on. I go, what? And she goes, well, you know, like, we're just talking and stuff like, like, I'm not interested in anything. This and that, I was like... I'm I'm not interested in either. Just trying to have a either. good conversation. Yeah. I told her like must I sounded like a broken record by a half an hour into it. it was like I'm just having a good conversation. She's like I know I know but I'm just saying it's like I'm just having a good conversation. We don't even have to talk to each other anymore if you don't want to. I'll talk to the bartenders, or I'm I'm good, you know. And it got really weird and really ugly. And yeah, so I mean you hold on her the whole story. That's all they need to know, you know. But it's just it's a weird time these days where I think a lot. I I, I give credit to to. The men out there, I think a lot of men are trying to improve. They are trying to be better in this and that. So when you can go out to the nightlife and just be like, hey, I'm just having a good time. Not here to cause any trouble. Not here to try to, you know, automatically, mm-hmm. you know, score a home run. And it's weird, man. A lot of these women, they don't, they don't know how to react, you know, like it's. Oh, well, they're so used to being the ones that were treated bad. They're used to being like, oh, I need another bad guy because that's what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So when they, when there's finally someone good. Approaching them with some them, respect. It's kind of like. Oh, does not compute yeah. yeah and so they default back to like this bitchy default setting man or it's it's a trip or even these days of uh well yeah in that instance but another instance is too where you know some of these women they're becoming very very bold and they'll approach men you know this and that like it was a while back like in the summertime when we were at blue box and they were doing like a sunday funday thing and this and that and um ended up just you know talking to this group of uh it was a couple couples or whatever some you know uh guys and gals and they were cool and we just kind of befriended them and this one random lady in in the in the spot approaches Ed, and she you know tries to holler at him or you know you know kind of shoot her shot a little bit, and he very respectfully like no I'm good hanging out with my friends this night and she, like the horns came out 
And she was like, because, you know, there's guys and girls yeah. in the group, and we we're hanging out with some of the guys, you know, just talking, getting known, making friends. And she was like, oh, so, like, what, you're, you're not? And he's like, no, like, I'm not interested. Like, you know, how's it going? And she was like, you gay? You're hanging out with a lot of guys. Are you Aww. gay? Yeah, she went off, like, was full on, like, getting loud. And so you see it on both ends of the spectrum of, like, hey, you know, I went out, did my thing, and, like, some lady got really weird and awkward because she wasn't trying to lead me on or whatever. And then same thing, ladies, you shoot their shot out there. And as a gentleman, you, you very respectfully decline. You're like, hey, I'm good. I'm just hanging out with my friends. And they're like, oh, you must be gay then. You don't want all this. <laughs> it's like, calm down, Becky. Like, fuck. Like, handle rejection like a lady, yeah. you know? That goes both ways, too. Some guys will get mad. They're like, well, then fuck you, bitch. Well, it's it's yeah. been going that way for far too long. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I understand where a lot of women come from, too, because I think that's what that lady was trying to get across with me. She was like, hey. Just telling you I'm not, you know, because yeah. a lot of guys are like, well, fuck you then, ho. And oh, shit. Here comes eyebrows. Oh, oh trouble man. is here. Hey, wait, don't yank your cord. I'm not going to yank it. I, I got, got you. you. Like, don't do that. Yeah. But uh, this is going to be good. We're going to get him chiming in in the background. Enrique Iglesias. What up, man? How you doing, man? You all right? Chilling. Yeah? You get your tacos? Yeah, bro, the place you sent me to is closed. I'm just an asshole. I'm just fucking... <laughs> really? They close at 3. They close all early? Yeah. <clears throat> it was like 2.30. I was putting in my GPS. It's like, closes at 3. I was like, God damn it. I'm an asshole and I'm sorry. <laughs> so I tried to send you the one that's not even there on Sundays and that one closed. Yeah. Well, because... No, we... I still got food, bro. Yeah. That's what well, I was going to say, yeah, you didn't... What'd you get? I got a... Is Taqueria... Jalisco? Yes. Yeah? Which one was it? Number... Number 47. I have no idea, but yeah. I got a badass torta. I got two big-ass tacos. Yeah. What so the perks of uh, San Antonio, the Mexican food. Anything, there's nothing else. You don't get pastor in your torta or no? Nah. nah, that's what I roll with. Give me some spicy pork all the time. <laughs> with a pastor taco, but not a pastor torta. Nah. <laughs> there you go. Respect. It's feeling nah. good now, feeling back. I'm a little nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fucking food, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, at least it's not like hungover from last night and that's already out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah, man. Oh, uh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, so who joined us is uh, one of my PICs from the San Antonio Police Academy, Mr. Garza, Woo! a.k.a. Eyebrows. We don't judge him just because he went to UT, but we judge him a little bit. Man, I thought I wore some fitted jeans. You got some good fitted jeans, man. He had you a butter No, nah, I'll take the first shot. Like, I, I got some. Woo hey, man. Hell yeah. yeah no, Stretch your stuff, bro. I stand. And I, they hold it up and mm -hmm. then I jump off my bed into it. <laughs> <laughs> Slide right into the pants. What's that Family Guy episode or whatever where like the he's got eagles holding out? He does like a flip. Yeah, he's like I put my jeans on. I'm just like everybody time. else. Just like everybody else in fairies. Yeah, yeah, this is that. Does a backflip. He does a backflip. <laughs> just one leg. Yeah. That's it, man. <laughs> hey, you gotta show off the quads, bro. Quads for the broads. Yeah, we were just coming, man. We went over some some deep stuff talking about life and growing up, becoming yeah. men, and this and that. But I think you chimed in at the at the right moment of. It's hard out there in the single scene, man. Oh yeah, it's it's a trip. Not even just trying to you know, bag the ladies or this and that, but even on the times like, hey, maybe you're out there chilling with the boys and you're not interested. You ever had any uh? Maybe maybe a lady approaches you. She's like, hey, how's it going? This and that. You're like, no, nah, like I'm cool. Like I'm chilling with the boys and this and that. Or maybe she's not something you're you know. You're like, nah, fuck that. I'll take it. <laughs> but no, but maybe maybe it's like, hey, maybe she's not exactly your type. You're not attracted, you know? Uh -huh. Have you ever had to, like, respectfully decline that? Bro, I've been fucking groped at a concert. Like, straight up felt What concert up. were you at? 
It was uh, must Mar- have been in Austin. No, it was, it was, <laughs> just kidding, it was in Switzerland. I'm just kidding. It was uh, oh, okay, you know, Mark Yeah, oh, you were at an EDM. Okay, yeah. yeah, okay, well, yeah, you were asking for it. She then. was gerbilite as hell, too. I, yeah, she was not there, but oh, I believe it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it was hot as shit, so I had my shirt off, obviously. I'm in the front, yeah, yeah, she comes up behind me. And all of a sudden, I just feel two hands on my on my breast. Wow, man! She went up on the chichis like that. Yeah, and she's like, I feel two breasts on my back. So you're like, cool. She's it's not like a man. Rubbing up, and I'm like, this might be all right. And I turn around, <laughs> and she is not your type. A three on a good day. Oh, but today she's durable-eyed. She's a solid two. Oh <laughs> gosh. And so I turn around, and she now she wraps around me she's snaking full koala yeah and uh look at this eucalyptus tree Mm. and i turn to my buddy who's seeing this whole thing happen like bro help me out (laughs) yeah because he sees what i'm seeing yeah yeah and he's laughing his ass off. He's not getting involved at all. I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm like mouthing to him, help me. Not one one. So what'd you do? Well, she starts. Uh, she's like, a, I'm like a head taller than her. Okay. Um, oh, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt. So was she like a local? Was she like a little Swedish-looking girl, or probably she, from God knows who? Where no like idea. just she like all of y'all. Some flavor of brown but I okay <laughs> some flavor of brown <laughs> it's not like when you're hearing like okay cool she's latina like no nah, you don't know what when yeah you're, i yeah. had no idea what she was she could be anything that's funny um, so, so what'd you do so i'm like a head taller than her and i'm making eye contact and i'm just smiling and she starts leaning in mm-hmm. and she's coming closer and closer i'm trying to like back up but i run out of neck like, I can't back up any further. <laughs> and uh, I, fi- I finally, she's like still leaning in. I can't go back anymore. She's holding me. She's r- still wrapped around me. So I have mm-hmm. to put my hand on her forehead. <laughs> and like full on like and like palm Big face like, there? Like... I, it, it was soft. Like I just placed my palm on her forehead and like created some distance like i didn't like shove her face off or anything yeah because that's um, assault he's yeah. <laughs> like no i'm not in america <laughs> different laws here man so yeah i just like create a little bit of distance and then she looks at me so upset she's like confused and like heartbroken Did I just get turned down yeah yeah and she doesn't know how to deal with it and she rolls her eyes she turns around grabs the guy behind me just grabs his face and starts making out with him that's assault and he, he's fucking, oh, he's, about he's it. going for it. Yeah, he's completely into it. And then they, yeah. start, they start feeling each other up. Saliva like, everywhere. Perfect. Cool. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, that's one way to handle when you're at a rave. Because yeah. it didn't require too much communication. What festival is that? Um, it's called Holy Gaudi. You ever heard of that? I haven't. It's really cool, dude. They, um, it's like an Indian festival. Uh, okay. I think. Oh, it is it the the festival of colors? Yes, H-O-L-I? Yes, Okay. Sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. The paint everywhere. And yeah. The going back paint. to our rage days downtown or what? Yeah. Goodness. No, that's on a whole nother level. Yeah. It was. It was. It was really yeah. dope. It was really, really the flag cool. cultures everywhere, just yeah. all over the place. National. Yeah. yeah. Pride and stuff like. Yeah. yeah. That was another thing. I mean, even if you're you're hot, you're covered in paint. It. It yeah, detracts from it a little bit. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it would attract more. No, it would turn like a four into a ten, just covered in orange and yellow and pink. And, no. no, it goes the other way. It turns a ten into like. A, mm. Oh, 
I'm not seeing what it should be seeing. You know? I got you. <laughs> it's a little optical illusion. <laughs> yeah. Not even when you're like, you know, well, that's what we're partying saying before you, in. Before that? you got here earlier, I were like, everyone's a supermodel after 2 a.m. Oh, Sick. for sure. Dude, <laughs> that's been my, pro- my problem lately is I get on Bumble super fucked up. The next morning, I have like five people in my DMs, and I'm like, oh, what have I done? I regret this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, clip it up a little higher, real quick. All right. There you go. A little closer to the vocals. There you go, but um, show you. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that. You got the loose neck. Yeah, yeah. but uh, well, yeah, what is wrong with you, Bumble? All <laughs> you wake up, you're civilized, and you're like, shit, should have done that. God, what's your Bumble name? Is that eyebrows? You can't make up a name, bro. It's just your name. Oh, no, for real? Yeah, it's, they put your girlfriend. I don't have Bumble. Usually tied to like your Facebook, your Instagram, and shit. Mm. Don't be jealous of the thick brows, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Ladies love it. Ladies, Anthony Davis ladies, set the tone. Guys, if y'all can see this, he looks like the dad off of Cloudy with the Chance of Bells. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> also, that's the story. Yeah, you tell me yeah, we like, see his eyes. He's still my, he's still my boy. <laughs> but it's okay. But that's, man, that's what I keep telling you, like, with the boys you surround yourself with in, in the academy and this and that. Like, you're around good people, people you can shoot the shit, you can chop it up with. Like, yeah. you know, that, y'all build that camaraderie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's important, man. Especially in the, the line of work that y'all are in and gonna be in. Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta have some sort of uh, laughter and maintain that you know yeah, that humanity too. Yeah, yeah. But it's good to have, man. And like I said, you're the youngest in this room. In this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever, man. We're mature. We're young and hot, bro. We're like George Clooney. We just get better with age. <laughs> nah, but as far as like, I know not at the entire academy, but like I'm in the with, I'm with in the younger people. quartile. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. There's like six, seven, twenty-one. We have year like olds. six, seven, twenty-one-year-olds. Yeah. Then, is that the the minimum that's permitted in twenty one? Yeah. yeah, you can twenty be, and a half. As long as you're twenty one when you graduate. Okay, like yeah. the default's gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and it's an eight month academy, so you could be twenty in four months. Four months and get in. Gotcha. But that's okay. Usually pretty rare. So some twenty ones. What are you? Twenty three. Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Dang, man. He still gets breast milk. Every day. Get those gains. <laughs> <laughs> man, I wanted to talk to you yesterday. I thought it was interesting how you, you know, you were born in old Black Rocks. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, we were diving into some good stuff yesterday about Latino culture and, you know, the environment, the climate that America's in and Texas mm-hmm. and this and that. And mm-hmm. Do you ever go back and visit? You ever go back to Mexico? To Mexico, not really. Yeah. Uh, Everybody's my, here. My whole dad's side of the family is over there, but my dad is 50 he's 60 okay and he's um, among the youngest mm-hmm. in his sibling group gotcha. so all my aunts and uncles are like in their 70s yeah so not super close to him yeah i can uh, really relate to the yeah, connection so yeah don't really go back too much i had one aunt that i was close to but she got breast cancer when i was 11 didn't make it oh sorry to hear that. yeah my condolences but appreciate it but, uh, but yeah other than that we go <clears throat> to eat <laughs> yeah get work on the on the car done because it's super cheap get yeah like, what about medical stuff y'all do that too over there yeah we do that over there too yeah, yeah. that's the best way to do it for a yeah. lot of people I've had friends they've always like no you need to well we had one dude in the academy had like a stress fracture on his uh, I don't know what it was exactly but it was he his went, shins it was shins hey. and he flew out to Mexico the next day to go get mm-hmm. work done came back he's like alright I'm good yeah. yeah. Nah, it's how it's funny explaining that to people who like aren't from Texas and like don't know that part of the culture. Yeah. They're like, hey, go to Mexico and like get it on the low real quick. They're like, is that okay? Is that okay? <laughs> I got family in town right now from Connecticut. I'll see them for Thanksgiving. It's like it's funny, yeah. They're like, what the heck? Yeah, but you bring shit back that you know it's not approved by the FDA just by looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> but then it's like but then you look at what is approved by the FDA and it's like it's all bullshit. Yeah. You know? Like 
you look at like you know a lot of like the Susan G. Komen can uh, breast cancer you know um, uh, association the funds and this and that a lot of them or like um, diabetes uh, diabetes <laughs> diabetes <laughs> you're gonna get that diabetes <laughs> the the diabetic association of America and stuff like that if you go online you look at their sponsors and stuff like that like a lot of their corporate sponsors like Coca Cola Kellogg's um, um, you know just a lot of our mass food manufacturing corporations in America that's like artificial processed sugars mm -hmm. all the stuff that causes cancer are some of their leading funders for the cancer association awareness you know yeah. organizations throughout the US so it's it's a fucked up system so I think it's funny when people are like oh that's not FDA regulated I'm like I don't give a fuck what the FDA regulates because what yeah. they do regulate is, is poison half the time yeah because not even the FDA regulating it's the lobbyists regulating it exactly <laughs> man where that corporate money's going yep. so it's like if you want to go get something on the low Mexico and it works yeah go do what you gotta do man catch a cobra with your butt stabbed <laughs> <laughs> you kind of like that's like shouldn't I just get some medicine like, nah. let me see the nalgas <laughs> Golly, but uh what's y'all's week looking like um we just Short. have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We have PT tomorrow. Probably have our PT test tomorrow. Same. Um, well, not PT, but I mean Monday, Tuesday. Monday. Then we have yeah. Tuesdays are our off days. We just do classwork, and then Wednesday we'll have another PT day in classwork. And uh, Tuesday's nap time. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> then, much. Uh, <laughs> after that, we're off Thursday, Friday. And we'll have a nice little four-day week for uh, Thanksgiving. Same. You gonna go back to Austin? I'm gonna go to Eagle Pass. Eagle Pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Austin was just school, right? There's yeah. no family up there? No. I gotcha. No, yeah, my, I'm the black sheep of the family. The only one that moved away. Gotcha. My sister's the in wolf. their 30s. One woman bought the house across the street from my mom. Gotcha. Same <laughs> close. Yeah. I gotcha. So the mom side of the family is the one you're close with. They're all in yeah. Eagle Pass. They're all in Eagle Pass. Gotcha. Awesome. Austin was school, and then here was just opportunity for work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, at least you found some, you know, some brothers at work that are pretty much like family, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was quick as hell, too. Yeah, that's good, man. Natural connection. Yeah. You stay by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I got a two bed for when family comes down, but yeah, when it comes just to me, the guys from yeah, cool, same. So no, it's good to connect like that. And now we talked a lot, of, man, about just the academy, being a man in twenty nineteen, asking, asking people for help. Yeah, just asshole, <laughs> Cooper, just like, throwing shit around. Hey, people are here. Throw it. <laughs> you know, but you know, cause it's man, it's a. Uh, like even the conversations we were having yesterday in the garage, just chilling, chopping up stuff like that. Like it's it's people don't get to connect like that these days, and especially a lot mm -hmm. of you know men, regardless of age, uh, you know, young, old, whatever, you know, uh, are apprehensive to open up and to talk mm -hmm. about real shit, to you know, express their feelings and thoughts and emotions and stuff like that. So it's yeah. you know it's good too, you know. Yeah, it's healthy. Especially too. Latinos got that machismo culture. That. Right, like a lot of. Well, it's funny. A lot of like ethnic cultures do you know like, yeah yeah like you know the black community like hey man don't don't fucking talk about shit latino culture don't be soft yeah yeah exactly but you see how that's gone through generations and generations of men becoming fathers of not knowing you know how to cope with their emotional shit then it comes mm -hmm. down to their daughters and their sons and then hey next thing you know it just repeats itself over and over and over yeah you know so i think i think our generation is doing a better job like you said of overcoming the, the machismo and then you know I'm, I'm macho i'm badass and you know they're like hey you know I think it's redefining what it means to be macho. It's like, yeah, take some balls to cry in front of a group of people. Take some balls to be uh, to let yourself be vulnerable. Yeah, we were talking about well, real take right some there. balls to ask for help. Yeah, when you know it's okay. Yeah, way bigger balls than it takes to just be like, no, I'm good. Stiff yeah. upper lip, you know. Well, talking about um, the San Antonio officer who just got arrested. Y'all heard about that? Yeah, he got arrested yesterday. Yep. That was a uh, so. It, I'm people, both local news. Yeah, I'm sorry. For people that don't know, uh, San Antonio officer yesterday around noon, uh, 
he got arrested for domestic violence, strangling for strangling his girlfriend because they got into an argument. Um, what we were talking about earlier about his phone. Um, that was the that was a buddy of mine, dude. That was a good buddy of mine, and he'd been we'd been talking. He told me he was having some issues, and I was like, man, you gotta get some help. Like, go talk to somebody. Trust me. He's like, I'm not that type of person. And I'm like, dude, it. It's not about being any type of person. Yeah. If you're getting to that point, if it's getting that serious, you need to go. Obviously, it's not work. Whatever you're doing isn't working. Yeah. And that's my point that I was trying to make earlier before Garza got here is it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't matter who it's from because if you're not getting help and you're laying that shit blowing up, you're going to end up doing something stupid like this, what this officer did. And. Yeah, it's going to cost him his career, but even more, he could have really hurt hurt that other human being. Yeah. And that's, so... I'm sorry to interrupt. That's what I was going to ask. It didn't result in fatality, right? Like, no, no. Okay, thank but, you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but the no, main point is... The assault was there. He, okay, could gotcha. have, he could have really hurt her, and that all could have been avoided if he would have just asked for help. Yeah. Or... And I'm not saying you're at fault, but you, you, you could have... You, you know, you could have told him, no, you need to go get help and yeah. or you need to do this and I'm not leaving until you do it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like how, how I was telling you how my dad was yesterday with the people that were drinking. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, you're Ubering, you're Ubering. Right. And mm-hmm. for the ones that were going to try to drive, we'll take your keys Yeah. <laughs> and you ain't going you're nowhere. I got you back. three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> but that's a good point but imagine how like i said for generations or even for for years for us it was hard to be that friend to be that man to mm-hmm. say like look you're talking about this or you're fucking getting this off to yeah. your chest before you pop off like yeah. that's a hard hard role to play yeah. too you know and, it's challenging and it's an even harder role to play to tell one of your good friends you're fucking up yeah, yeah. you you're doing wrong you need a that's yeah, but your friends would, can also only get you so far. I exactly. Mean, like, you you can tell people the water's there, you can mm-hmm. lead them to it, but it's always up to them to drink from it. Yep. But if you are surrounding yourself with the people that will at least tell you about the water, yeah. you're in right company. Right. Me, right. for the longest time, I was, yeah, no one was even worried about the water being there. Yeah. You know, but you make you make a great point. You're you're making me think of old old times and stuff like that. But I remember the moment where I, where I, where you snap. You, mm-hmm. you literally... You know, we're humans. We have so much storage tank. We have so much of a meter. And once it gets there and it redlines, we fucking snap. You know, yeah. it's, it's inevitable if you don't decompress and vent some of it out mm-hmm. um, before you get to that boiling point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easier said than done. But I think a lot of people are improving and starting to create more spaces. Like, hey, man, let's talk before you pop off. Yeah. Hey, man, go talk to somebody before you explode, you know, yeah. before something like that. I think before you do. Yeah. Like I said, breath by breath. Take yeah. that deep breath before you act and, and you know. You just gotta be mindful of that mm-hmm. stuff, man. Stuff. It's not easy, you know. But nothing that's worth it is, though. I mean, it's a lot easier to pretend like it's okay and pretend like it's not a big deal. Pretend like you got it. That's the easy thing. Mm-hmm. It's usually the wrong thing. This leads to you snapping. Yeah, it's it a is. dangerous mentality, right? Like the, like the I've got this. Yeah, I got it. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. It's. You know, it's it's hard to admit that to yourself or to anybody when you're like, you know, maybe I don't got it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I do need some help. Maybe I do need someone to talk to. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know, man. It ain't easy. But like I no. said, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It wouldn't be right. life. If it yeah. wasn't easy, if it if it was easy, my bad, yeah. it, w- it wouldn't be life because yeah. life is all about 
ups and downs, but it's up to you if you want more ups and downs or more downs and ups. Yeah, exactly. It's all on your perspective. Mm-hmm. Do you think, um, like you said, it wouldn't be life without, you know, the downs. You wouldn't know the ups. You know, you wouldn't, we wouldn't know be pleasure on Earth. without, yeah. No, you wouldn't. We'd already be in heaven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're already in paradise. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was all, you know, it was all, you know, sunshine and unicorns. But it's it's funny how, you know, we have never been in a time more to where things are more peaceful, mm-hmm. you know, across the board. And people debate that, like, no, like, well, fuck that. You know, you go back to the 1800s or go back to, the, you know, you know, uh, um, you know, let's say you go back to the times like the Mongols in the East, you know, and this and that, where there's literally tribes and armies of people just going to rampage, you know, just pillaging each other and this and that. Like, we're not at that point anymore, you know. Our times are tough and this and that, but we're not at the point where it's just mass genocide and wars and this and that. Um, to where now people are, without conflict, people are bored. They find things to get upset about. Like you've seen, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cancel culture in America and people, you know, triggered and right. I'm offended. And yeah, and so, you know, a lot of people debate, like, without struggle or without strife, we can't appreciate the blessings we do have or mm-hmm. the pleasures that we do have, you know? Like, do you think, do you think it really is necessary from, from a human standpoint of like, Hey, you, you can't know pleasure without pain. You can't know blessings without, you know, trials and tribulations. Cause imagine like, if, like you said, if everything was woo across the board, wouldn't it all just kind of turn gray? Like yeah, if everything was yeah. fine, everything was perfect. It would be bland. Definitely. Without the lows, you know, but it's like, how do we handle those lows to appreciate the highs? You know, it's kind of a trip to think about. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you start thinking about it, like you know. But I'm, it, it's a it's a fucking trip. But you know, we but we this is society where people don't want to endure pain anymore. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to go through. They want everything to be handled. They want them. everything to be easier. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like, but you see, when everything is easier, you're still not satisfied. Yeah, either consciously or subconsciously. That's been illustrated for me with starting this academy because the academy is one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Before this, I was just managing a restaurant. I mean. Was, you're young it, still, man. It was an easy job, and day to day it was like just showing up, just doing whatever, doing the same thing over and over, and it was really easy. And I could have definitely kept that up, but I, I'm so much happier now that like I have to do hard stuff. Like yeah. I have to wake up at five thirty, and like I get, get to my see what you're made PT. of. I see that uh, you yeah. have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's it's a lot more rewarding, you know. Yeah, get a lot more little victories little the satisfaction goes back to what you were talking about small accomplishments that you know keep you aligned adding Mm -hmm. up to the big ones Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's well yeah because you have a a story that i'm sure a lot of people in texas you know or in in, anywhere you know in the south can relate to even west coast and this and that of you know um you know born in mexico you know make it to the u.s you know a huge population of texas Mm -hmm. is like that um, you know, go to school, you know, all the good stuff, but you still wanted more. Like you went to UT Austin, like you know, mm-hmm. hook them. No, no, you don't feel the same. Nah. <laughs> Gig them. Some off. I don't know what his problem is. But, you know, but exactly like you went to a prestigious university. You had mm-hmm. fun. You're in the the capital of Texas. You're having mm-hmm. a fucking great time, partying up, living life, being young. Woo! Mm-hmm. But you're like, man, like I can do this, or I can still strive for more yeah. and what i'm going to need to do to strive for more is going to endure pain mm-hmm. and struggle and challenges mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah like, it's frustrating feel so stagnant the application process is so long you're like god damn <laughs> there's, a reason, go. there's a reason why they're one of the best at what they do though mm-hmm. you know even though that little incident with the officer happened right you know that's going to be anywhere you're going to have your good and bad apples everywhere you go yep. Doesn't matter what career, you know, 
you know, he's a human being. He made he made a mistake. We've all made mistakes now. And people are like, oh, well, he's a cop. He shouldn't be doing that. Well, at the end right. of the day, he's a human being too. You know, he made a mistake. Um, he's going to have to deal with the consequences just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. But And people are constantly changing. Like he wasn't, he's not, when he got into this line of work, because I've known him since high school, he was, <clears throat> This really came out of left field. Like, you, he was really not that type of person a couple mm-hmm. years ago. And, uh, yeah, I knew as soon as he got into the relationship, I was familiar with the other person, and I knew that it was going to be toxic, like, mm-hmm. from the beginning. But, again, it comes down to who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what we've been talking about this week. It, like, it, it doesn't yeah. even mean that, like, they're a bad person or this and that. It's just you bring out the worst in each other. Yeah. You need to surround yourself with people that make you want to do better. Yeah. Whether, I mean, small things like people that beat you on the racetrack and you're running <laughs> laps. Or like, Just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, usually I dominate him and he always beats And I dominate me him in the class. In the classroom. But, well, that's and what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he uh, decided to beat me um, maybe a couple times. On the, on the track. No one's keeping score. And so then I was like, okay, well, I can't let you beat me in academics. So then I started beating him in academics. Yeah, so. but it's that, like, striving to to do better. To like it, it makes me happy when he be, when he gets a better. I mean, to an extent, it makes me happy. Like, it doesn't like make me happy when you beat me <laughs> in, in a uh, in a race. I'll let you. You can have that. Get that one cookie point this time. No, yeah, but it is good to see. Your friend, like, because he'll, whenever he does get a bad grade, he's all stressed out. You can see it. And his demeanor is different. And then he gets a good grade and he gets a big ass head and <laughs> won't shut up about it. But it, it's good to see your friends, you know, succeed. succeed. Yeah. yeah. It's just that friendly competition, like he was saying, like we were saying, surrounding mm-hmm. yourself. Like when I saw him, I was like, okay, who's this weird kid with these big ass eyebrows? <laughs> but. I was like, he's a good kid after, you know, not calling you a kid. You're I was going to say, don't call him a kid. You're young. You're a good young, you're a good young <laughs> man. Like five years apart. Good young man. Six, actually. Almost. No, you're 22. I'm 22. Oh, five. Yeah, there you go. That's why I ain't good at math. This is why, this is why I don't do the numbers. So <laughs> I'll see you on the track. <laughs> but, yeah. He'll, he's going to be a good officer. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Man, we're, no, that's what I keep telling him, man. The more and more that, you know, like I said, him and I grew up together. This is my best friend. This is my brother from another mm-hmm. mother. Like, you know, I, I, I live and die for him. You know, it's my people and yeah. his family. And But of us not being, uh, you know, I, I fell short for a couple of years of not being consistent. You know, life and shit like that mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. And now seeing the man he's grown into and the man he's surrounding himself with, I'm like, because, you know, it's a big class. It's a big academy. Mm-hmm. You can choose to associate. You know, it's not just immediately, you know, you're glued to each other's hips. You have choices of who you surround yourself with outside of the academy and stuff yeah. like that and i'm like look at who he's surrounding himself with you ryan you know yeah i'm like, just i know because since they are younger than me you know i didn't start the sheriff's till i was 23 and so i was kind of like you know how a lot of them are very serious don't like to mess around and i'm not saying mess around in a dumb way but when we're in <laughs> class i'm like i'll be cracking the joke because mm-hmm. like you gotta you, <laughs> you can't be, be serious all the yeah. time even when you're out on the streets you can't be I mean, you have to be serious, but at some point you also have to have fun with it. You you're rigid be, all the time. You yeah, know? you know, if you shove a coal up your ass and you're so tight all the time, it's going to come out and pull out a diamond. <laughs> Can't you know, live you like got to relax. Yeah. Can't so, operate like that all the time. That's why I'd be trying to, I'll be cracking jokes when we're taking a test or something. Everyone's all quiet just to lighten the mood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you do? 
Oh, dude, I'll just say something. It's like Waterboy. Yeah. Hey, Waterboy. <laughs> Check this shit references, out. Bro. Yeah. Start throwing the old movie and, references uh, out there. Yeah. One of our instructors is... Uh, and they're in the room monitoring the test. Right? Yeah. One of our instructors. <laughs> no, and he's our... Uh, they don't really Some more me, than others. Yeah. Depends. But yeah. he's black and he comes walking in. We've never seen him in uniform, so he comes walking in. <laughs> me and Garza are in the very back of the classroom this day. He comes in and says something funny, and I go. I, I, I whispered to him first. I whispered to him first. Oh, yeah. I was like, "He's so handsome," but like just between us two, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. just messing around. And then he goes, and I go, "Ah ha ha ha! What a beautiful chocolate black man!" <laughs> but loud, bro. We're yeah, in the back row. People three, four rows ahead of us turn around, and I know that he was just trying to say the joke to me. He wasn't trying to. It just came out a little too loud. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, I fucked up. And, uh, <laughs> it was audible. I was like, many. "We're gonna be running like." 10 miles because of this and our face is going to be in the dirt and uh, everyone was laughing like I'm, everyone was pretty much red and i was bright red he turned cherry because i was just, i couldn't i was trying to trying to control my laughing and my breathing and, and uh, he was like who said that and then he's like what'd y'all say y'all want some more pt and he was like looks at me and guards he's like what's so funny and we just, just point fucking at pointed other. at each other just like kids <laughs> You know, I like that meme in class. It's like teachers like says partner up and you look at each other like, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. So we'll paint the picture for me. Um, the class like you said rows of people. Like how many is in the class? So right now we have sixty two people, sixty two mm-hmm. cadets. We started with seventy seven. Gotcha. Um, and basically it's like maybe five. No, not even maybe like six tables across, mm-hmm. and then you have like fifteen people there, and then you got another section. You got 15 people there behind them. So we have like five sections. Gotcha. So it's, it's a spacious classroom. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Okay. So like saying, yeah, for it to be audible enough to travel up there in that yeah. point. Yeah. Gotcha. Because I'm like, if it's only like 20 people deep, of course, she's going to hear it right away. But yeah. Said, no, we have enough bodies to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, mm. yeah. Yeah, but that's funny. Like I said, because I mean, you're also not the oldest by any means. No, I'm not. The, I'm not our old. oldest yeah. is like forty, what, forty five, forty six. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there. Like he's, he was a, got the he's white a hair. Firefighter for uh, twenty years. Dang, he kicks ass. Yeah, yeah he's. But yeah, so like I said, you know, it's, you know, for you to create that energy, even you know, it doesn't matter what the age is. Is like you're not not like we can't be you know shitting diamonds all the time you know we're, hmm. uh, we're yeah. asses so puckered up and we're, we're so rigid in life like not like have fun with it to to you know to a level of respect for the mm-hmm. environment but you mm-hmm. know like you know that's how you gotta be because if not otherwise you're gonna make it way harder on yourself yeah i mean we're also gonna be there for eight months you know yeah, yeah. and then even going once you you're out there and you're, you know boots on the ground out there yeah you don't want to be like that out there just fucking locked tight and rigid yeah exactly because then you never know you know so yeah at the end of the day, we're part of the community. We're not trying to be just a boot to everybody. We're yeah. trying to be. Yeah, we're actually trying people's... to help people. Yeah. Yeah. And do whatever they need. I think there's been, you know, fucking country's a mess right now as far as civilians versus law enforcement and that. But you see more of it now where you see law enforcement directly interacting with the mm-hmm. community. Like those videos where, they're, like, they're in the hood. They'll go shoot hoops real quick, you know, a couple shots with yeah. kids and stuff like this and that. Like, I think it does a great job of showing people, like, hey, these are not just robots in blue uniforms mm-hmm. just you know cracking down on civilians like no y'all are people too yeah we have families we have kids yeah we we like to go home we like to eat we like to go out we, we like, like to drink, drink. party mm-hmm. you know do the same shit you know but just uphold the law when you're clocked in and mm-hmm. well even, yeah even when you're not clocked in you know y'all are you know great representatives but, but that's the thing people can't take things personally like we're not a, i mean people will be like oh y'all like y'all are above the law and some people do and i'm not gonna lie about it but, be bad but apples. 
at the end of the day, you can't take it personal because we're doing our job. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that's just everything in life. You can't take anything personally. You take it personal. That's on you. Yeah, that's exactly. on you. Like, I'm sorry. You weren't supposed to be drinking, driving. And I got you. <laughs> but I'm the bad guy. For so I'm the bad guy for, yeah, or, you know. When they're blowing like a freaking 1.5. Yeah. yeah. It's like, you're the <laughs> like, yeah. Well, you don't got to arrest me. Well, yeah, I do, because you're going to kill yourself or someone else. Yeah. Yeah, people have no accountability. I think that's one of the things that's mostly lacking is lack of accountability and taking responsibility for your actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In every arena of life, you know, mm-hmm. from normal civilian standpoint, working class guy, and, or, you know, school systems, like, isn't that weird though how people don't want to be held accountable or hold themselves accountable? I don't know why. Like, there's, that's a really good feeling where you're like, nah, I fucked up, or nah, I did good, like, to have that. I've always, that's what my dad's always installed to me. He'd be like, whatever, you know, whatever you did, if you messed up, you own, you own it. Own it. And I'm like, hell yeah, I had one of the greatest instructors. He goes, if you mess up a crime scene, and they're like, did you fuck up my crime scene? You go, yeah, I did, but I look good doing it. <laughs> you know? And you own it. Yeah, yeah own that just, shit. Just own it. Like, it's, it's only going to get worse if you lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't fix anything. It's yeah. pouring more gasoline into the fire. Yeah. Sweet. You, you want to put it out while it's on low, but if you keep lying and throwing more bullshit in there, you know it's just going to get bigger. Yeah. You keep sweeping shit under the rug, eventually you're going to run out of rug. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and you're going to be by yourself because people don't like to fucking hang around people with they're liars. Yeah. Liars. They're liars. That they're have, don't have integrity. Up, have no integrity. Yeah. You know. It's, and no one wants to end up. But it's funny how those people that end up like that will still, at the end of the day, the world's against me. I'm mm-hmm. not accountable. It's like, nah, you you pushed yourself away from these people. You, you know, fucked up those relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't have accountability. Nope. But it's, you know, it's a good thing, too, of, you know, I got, you know, in my youth and stuff, I've definitely been someone who uh, had a... Uh, lack of character and mm-hmm. so I've seen both ends of it and being able to grow from that and appreciate it so much more be like nah like I said very simple is even like little white lies You're don't right. even bother with it right it'll come to light it'll come out like I said you'll sweep shit under the rug and the rug will you'll run out of rug yeah and, and it's, and it's... <laughs> y'all quit talking and hang out with me <laughs> fur baby you're so cute I just might put you on the thumbnail for the podcast episode man what is the problem is dude he's getting pets right you're getting the loves man <laughs> nah, he's, he's about to go after he's like fuck this thing that's where that's what they're focused on I'm gonna tear it up <laughs> please don't it's expensive <laughs> come here He's just a big baby. I'm he telling you, man. Literally, just wants to be held and pet. Whenever y'all want me to babysit, let me know. I'll. I'll... <laughs> You're gonna take him down to the pearl. Oh, you quick, and... man! Find me a new lady real fast. What a beautiful box. What a beautiful <laughs> puppy. Like, yeah, no, I've had him since he was a puppy. That's my, that's my ride or die. <laughs> that's my boy right there. Show me pictures. Uh, my phone's not working. Matt. Send <laughs> <laughs> pics. Do you have him on your Instagram? Yeah. Start uploading shit as fast as I can. He's not on there. I'm telling you, man, he's a he's a he's a lady magnet for sure. A big old baby. Any dogs? Any pets? Enrique? Nah, dude, I'm not home enough. Yeah, I'm if, the I want, way. if I want a dog, I want him to have a a good life. But mm-hmm. have in, in my current situation, he'd be kenneled most of the time. Yeah. And I don't want to get a dog just to have him in a cage. I agree, brother. I'm the same way. 
I, you know, not to harp on anyone else, like whatever, how they want to live their life, cool. But you know, it does kind of rub me the wrong way when people are like, okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I have neighbors in my apartment complex, this and that. I, you know, Stone Oak medical community. Mm-hmm. People are gone 10, 11 hours a day, and this and that. So you know, it's like dogs kenneled all day. I don't think that's fair to the dog. Yeah. You know, so it, it, I mean, it isn't. It, yeah, it it really isn't. And I'm sure they know it's not too, but they you know they just want a dog. They don't want to be lonely and stuff like that. Right. But, nah, it's like. Oh yeah, exactly. wait till life is right. Wait till you have a home, or you know, you have you know a partner and this and that. The dog has company, has mm-hmm. you know stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, I agree. And I've had people too. I've had multiple people this year. Hey man, you want a dog? I had a buddy, a really good yeah. friend of mine, had um a litter of beautiful blue nose pit bulls. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's like, it's free. I gotta pull the trigger. No, nah, like, oh, I was like, no, nah, I wouldn't be exercise fair. some self control. Well, now nah, he was like, man, vaccinated. Um, we'll give him at eight weeks free he's like we just need to you know that's all he's like yeah take one like, <laughs> I, I, I was heartbroken i wanted to but like it wouldn't be fair to the dog man so. yeah but you know, it is what it is so you're single right now too then yeah man how long have you been single uh just coming up on a year you gotta fill an application before you ask him all these questions i got a lot of boxes <laughs> to check man i got high standards these days yeah it's it's <sighs> tough out there man and even though like i said we're not that far of an age gap it's it's still an age gap enough to where I don't know, man. Like, your little 21, 22, 23-year-old girls are... What, I don't know what they're doing, man. <laughs> and then even, you know, some of mine, 27, 28, 29, like, some of them will be still on that vibe of, you know, just airheads. Yeah. And other ones will be like, hey, how's it going? They're like, cool, let's reproduce and marry right now. I'm like, that <laughs> is not on my list. And that was yeah. rather fast. Yeah, for me, it seems like every girl I meet, I start getting into her, she seems really cool. And then it turns out she's smoking weed three, four, five times a day. I'm like, God damn it. And see, I, I I don't have a problem with weed, but if it's your, I mean, obviously in Dependent. my profession, you can't, yeah. no. I can't be hanging around it all the time. No, I'm and not, I mean, I'm not against weed, but it, that's the thing I'm going back to taking things personal. I'm not against it. Scientifically, I'm for it. I mm-hmm. want it to be legal because it can help people right. with cancer or just help people overall, PTSD, PTSD all yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm for it. But at the end of the day, the law says it's illegal. I never really cared for it. I ain't gonna lie. I, I, I tried it twice when I was real young, mm-hmm. like 17. Um, but point is, you can't take it personal. If it says it's illegal, no, it's illegal. No, like, yeah. I can't, I gotta, yeah. I, I swear. To it's also, know, there's a difference between you know? being pro-weed and having a dependency, man. Exactly. Like people that are high most of the time, like, They're dependent. spend so little time sober, and they just, like, wake up, smoke smoke again before they get out of the house smoke when they come back like mm-hmm. bro you have an issue you're spending 40 bucks a week on mm-hmm. weed same thing being dependent on cigarettes tobacco yeah, chewing like anything dip, else alcohol yeah it's just like anything else and the direction the country's going to try to improve and trying to be more accepting of plant medicine something i feel very strongly about but it's just like anything else if whenever humans are involved it can be abused it can be dependent mm-hmm. upon and not respected mm-hmm. you know anything so. can be abused anything bro you can drown yourself anything. in fucking water exactly you know? yeah yeah drinking too much water or fast food too people are addicted to fast food yeah. right working too much working out too much yeah that's what yeah. mess around get some rhabdo yeah uh, <laughs> told me someone got rhabdo uh not, not in the SAPD Academy, but... No, we had two guys oh, okay. in our class. Oh, I thought it was yeah. when you were in the, the, um, the county. Uh, no. ACOG. No. Yeah. No, nah, they don't work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all don't... Did you take that? I mean, <laughs> what'd you say? Y'all don't work out in ACOG? You said BCSO doesn't work out. Oh. You couldn't make it. <laughs> Takes a special person to deal with people in jail. Oh, yeah, I don't want Then you get, you get to see real evil. Yep. 
every day surrounded by and they got nothing wall to wall. nothing better People to do than think of no. evil things to do to not all of them, but the, you will see some really evil people in there. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about good and evil? What's your perspective on, on I try to look at good as much as I can, but there is evil out there. So there, there's no doubt about it. If there wasn't evil out there, we wouldn't have our our profession. Yeah. There, wouldn't be, there mm-hmm. wouldn't be need for officers or yeah. anything or military, but there are some really evil people. One... In particular, I'm never going to forget is Daniel Lopez, San Antonio man, gang member, him and his cousin, I forget, something Moreno, but they uh, they killed some San Antonio, another gang member, and then they cut him up with the chainsaw and tried barbecuing him in the front yard, and that's how they got caught, like truly evil people, and never going to forget the day he was going to go to prison, I was working the unit, and... Uh, he found out he was getting life, but he wanted to be put to death because he didn't want to go to prison. He goes, well, I want the death penalty. I don't want to go to life in prison, so I got nothing against you, Garcia, but I'm going to try to kill you and as many more other officers that I can so I can get the death penalty. And this was all happening in the pod? Yeah. Like, he's behind the door. I'm literally talking through, to him through the door because he was like, I'm trying to start some shit, you know, for us for us officers to go in there because he's putting himself in danger as in he'll start, he would start a fire or... Whatever it took whatever to Whatever it took, yeah, for, like, he wouldn't commit suicide, but he would mm-hmm. try to get us to go in there so he can hurt us. Mm-hmm. And earn the death penalty. Exactly, mm-hmm. but he, he told the judge that, or, of course, he was trying to beat it, but then afterwards he's like, just give me death. You know, once they're like, nah, you're guilty, he's like, okay, well, give me the death penalty, and they're like, no. You're going to life in prison. And that's what he got? That's what he got. You think people can change? People? Yeah. Anyone can change. But I feel like once you are so evil, there's no changing. Yeah. I mean, people like that. There's there's just, there's people at that point that are, I mean, it, it, it takes miracles. But those evil, evil people... Like, I don't think they'll, they will change. People that do evil things like that. Right. What do you think evil is? Like, good and evil. Like, do you think, do you think it really is, you know, a guy floating in the clouds with a beard and a guy with a pitchfork underneath us? Do you think it's, do you think it's just humans? Like, like, what what do you interpret, like, actual, like, good and evil as? Well, of course, I see good as in the God and the angels that are here to protect us Mm -hmm. with their swords and their, their they're just their wings, their wings are so and you, huge you, like, you, and, you can fully see that and in your I, mind, can, like, I can see that yeah. and they're, they're just beautiful they just glow like bright white mm-hmm. but the evil I feel like the, you know they're just these dark black figures can't see you can see their eyes sometimes sometimes you can't like kind of based off like movies you know yellow bright eyes or red red or, or just that 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 smile that isn't a smile it's that like oh shit this is creepy smile yeah you know and you've and, seen and it there yeah just stuff like that is do, what do you I think see. it's i'm sorry but because some people think you know like good and evil is just a reflection of of man like it's mm-hmm. it's all us you know there is no god so to speak or there's no devil so to speak you know of like a dude with horns and pitchfork and a dude with floating in the clouds like it's mankind's reflection of itself experiencing itself as good and evil that's my take on it what's that that's my take on it you think so Mm -hmm. or do you do you think there actually is external forces do you think there's like an embodiment of good there's embodiment of evil do you and like 
the angels and demons or or we are the angels and demons you know like you know let's get spiritual for a second mm-hmm. let's get you know let's get weird if y'all if y'all like no, yeah, kind that's of fine. you know so i can see the world through y'all's eyes you know especially a world that i am not exposed to as a civilian you know mm-hmm. and y'all y'all get to see some truly ugly but also some truly beautiful things as far as humanity goes like what do you think your take is on good and evil because i vibe with that a lot too especially like you know, just me really connecting to my faith and stuff. And I'm going to pass a book along to you, but how we talked about, like, that one image of there's stuff happening around us. If you want to get spiritual, there's sometimes, you know, the whispers of evil or the motive, the affirmations of good that may be supernatural forces. You know, maybe it really is angels flying around on wings and demons with their claws and fangs. You know, mm-hmm. maybe it is. Who, who fucking knows, you know? <laughs> you yeah. know? We really don't know beyond what we can perceive. What I, what I picture is, like, if I'm having a bad day or if I'm being negative, I feel like there's, like, evil around me. Mm-hmm trying to get a hold of me and I have these angels fighting off those mm-hmm. bad spirits trying to get me out of hey dude I need you to start being positive I need you to get out of whatever mindset you're in and get back on track mm-hmm. because these evil things are trying to get to you and I'm going to protect you always always protect you but that's how I see it like these things are you know if I'm in a positive attitude I'm not letting that evil come to me yeah that's good but when I am negative or feeling down, I feel like that evil is just like right on my back and those angels are just literally trying to pull it off of my back and fighting with it and mm-hmm. doing whatever it can to get it off of me. That's my spiritual like, intake on like that. that. I'm going I'm to pass the book along to you. What about you, Gars? Yeah, my take on it is I think we're, we are the universe experiencing itself. It's just uh, a ma- it, it, depending on how connected you are, how much empathy you have, uh, how many connections you have with your people, how, uh, how good you are putting yourself in other people's shoes dictates how you're going to act. So people that are super evil, the main, the underlying theme there is usually that they just don't, they have complete disregard for other people. No empathy. And they don't, yeah, lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. And they just do whatever they want to get whatever they want to whoever they want, you know? Yeah. And the good people are people that can relate that uh, they would want it for themselves. So they're going to go out there and, and do good unto others Mm -hmm. because they know that that's what they would want for them. Yeah. Uh, And they feel connected to the community and they, uh, so they put that out there. Yeah. Um, I also think people are in transition. So we're a product of our environment to a very, very large extent. Mm -hmm. We could start a nature versus nurture debate, but, yeah, <laughs> take it all the way back to the to the yeah, childhood. Yeah, but but uh, yeah, we're in transition. Like you could be a really good guy today, start getting into some bad stuff, start surrounding yourself with toxic people, start putting toxins in yourself. Yeah, literal toxins. Yeah, yeah, yeah substances. Yeah. Uh, and it changes who you are, mm-hmm. and end up doing some real messed up stuff because you, you're disconnected from other people. Yeah, uh, that same person a couple years later can get clean meet somebody that changes their perspective and then they're back to being a good person again yeah you know we're in transition that's a good way to look at it always changing mm-hmm. but i like i like how you started that with you know um that's something i i've connected <clears throat> with recently is the first time i heard it was it was a joke it was some comedian isn't it bill hicks or something like that mm-hmm. and the joke was um this is back in like the 80s so like you know Drug scene popping, cocaine, acid, mm-hmm. this and that, just fresh off the 70s, this and that. I believe it was comedian Bill Hicks, and so I've heard it from, like, song excerpts and this and that, and stand-up comedy history that I love. 
And uh, he was like, uh, in the news today, a young man tripping on acid um, said that he discovered consciousness and that we are all one consciousness experiencing itself subjectively. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, reality is a lie. Um, or no, what is it? It's like a reality is but a dream. And, uh, and you know, like we are all one type of thing. And then it was like, and now back to sports, Tom, something mm-hmm. like that. But it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing to look at because imagine like, we, the, you know, we are an extension in the universe or we are all drops of water in one ocean that is all, we'll return to the ocean and this and that. And so if it's, but how we perceive it and like what energies and stuff we connect to, like if we, if, if our perception of this whole universe being connected as one is angels and demons of, you know, God and the devil of good and evil within people and what we're surrounded with. At the same time, is it a reflection of us, our environments, and we just see it as it comes towards us and what we put out there mm-hmm. or what we expose ourselves into, like the streets, law enforcement, civilian life, working class, you know, what have you. Um, you know, it's interesting to think about, you know, mm-hmm. to think of where it comes from or what it means to you or what it looks like to you. And uh, I think the fact that people, like, we can talk about stuff like this because a lot of people don't. They're just like, oh, they're bad people. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you know, they think they're saints and, you know, and this and that. Like, they just go with the lazy reaction instead of mm-hmm. trying to actually break it down, you know. But it's interesting to get y'all's perspectives on, like, what you think good and evil is or the universe or God. And, you know, it's we were talking about today when we were cruising around to the store real quick of my personal, uh, not on the whole universal scale of it, but bringing it back down to, like, the people level is I think there really is only two operating systems that mankind can work on is love or hate. And from that stems empathy, love tree you know tree roots down into empathy generosity mm-hmm. um curiosity courage strength love all that stuff or excuse me all stems from love and then out of fear or excuse me hate you got fear anxiety depression mm-hmm. um uh, paranoia all that stuff you know mm-hmm. and i know that kind of simplifies things you know maybe a little too much we're like no we're capable i was like but i really think if you take it all the way back to the source you have two places of love and hate and where do you want to operate throughout mm-hmm. your life mm-hmm. you know and y'all can agree or disagree with that, you know, you know, but uh, it's it's cool to get y'all's perception on, you know, what you see throughout the world and the way y'all see people and what y'all interact with, you know. Right. Yeah, no, to that point about uh, we're all one consciousness, I read, my whole perspective changed because I read this one short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Egg. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh, it starts off, uh, the guy, this guy dies in a car crash and he wakes up uh, in limbo he's talking to God he's like what's what's going on God's like you're dead and he's like oh that wow I wish my family I wish I could say bye to my family this sucks and uh, he has this moment where he's freaking out and then finally he comes to term with it he's like so what happens now and God goes you're going back and he's like oh so all the religions talking about reincarnation were right and he goes well to an extent and he goes okay well wh- where am I going back to Uh, or what am I coming back as and God goes you're going to be a little uh, peasant Chinese girl in the 1200s he's like what I'm going back in time he's like well in your eyes yeah time doesn't really exist but yeah we see everything so linear yeah Yeah, but on a universal level yeah but basically um, he tells him that every person on earth is him is a reincarnation of him uh, every person that exists is a different iteration of him. Mm-hmm. So everything he's ever done, he's done to himself. Uh, everything that's ever been done to him, he was Hitler and he was all the Jews. Uh, and 
yeah, he's been every person. And once he experiences every life, every possibility, then he'll be reborn as a god. The earth is basically an egg for him. Uh, that's I need to write that down. That's <laughs> that's something to read right there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's Definitely. like a it's like a 10 15 minute read. Yeah. It's called the egg. The egg, yeah. I yeah. can find it right now. Yeah, please do. No, that is Yeah. No, I like that. Like that's it's a, a short story by Andy Weir. Okay. Yeah, if Andy you just Weir Google the egg. egg it pops up. No, sign me up. That's that's a mind fuck to think about. Yeah, that was like, I was kind of like You know, both are like what? <laughs> But yeah. in a good, like, man, that's good, and like, yeah, I read that, and it just kind of, I, I would, I would love for that to be true, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't believe or disbelieve in an afterlife, but I would like to think that it's something like that. You know, to me, that that's yeah, and that's good. If that's what you click with and connect with, man, like that's good. That, mm-hmm. that that's what that clicks with, you know, with your mind and your thought process. That's mm-hmm. good, man. That's heavy. Yeah, I like that. That 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 kind of is a little similar to a lot that's crossed my path lately. Of um, like you ever this might get a little scientific real quick, but like you hear of like um, the multiple multiple dimensional multiple dimension theory. There's mm-hmm. you know multiple dimensions all multiverse. around us. Yeah, well, well, you got the multiverse that is actually like you know um, you can traverse it. There's different levels, but mm-hmm. also of there's universes and dimensions happening all around us. It's just not perceivable to you know our our human level perception. And mm-hmm. you know, like right here is you you know being president of the u.s and then over here is you being you know a mailman you know that theory right um but some people they think about like maybe it's less sci-fi and maybe it's more of because this one is i just came across this year and like ed and i i think he was the first one to share with me in like books and articles stuff like that like there are millions of versions of you all around you they exist in people's minds so like how i see myself is not how matt sees me right how Enrique sees me is not how I actually mean this. And like, there's different like versions of Joshua in everybody's mind because it's all perception and no mm-hmm. one else is inside each other's heads. So it's like every part of the world you interact with, they have a version of you in their mind that you have no idea about. So it's like that is what it is. It's that's consciousness experiencing itself subjectively mm-hmm. because everybody has their own reality of everybody else. And it's all like literally just all thinking about itself all at one time, mm-hmm. if you choose to believe in that. Yeah. So that kind of goes back to your egg one of, of you know, if you, the reincarnation form of it, but it is of it experiences itself. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. That's wild to think We're about. living in multiple realities, basically, because my Joshua is just as real as the Joshua you have in your head. Yeah, but it's not the same. But it's not the same Joshua. Yeah. It's a mindfuck yeah. thing about it. <laughs> and, and, like, to take it back to your point, too, because, you know, I, I gravitate a lot towards, you know, um, faith and spirituality and this and that. There's this there's this song that came out in the summertime that fucked my brain up. And uh, it got really popular really fast. It's a good song, too. It's got a cool little hook to it. But it's pretty much, tells like, it's from, a, like, a teenage boy's perspective. Wakes mm-hmm. up in the middle of the night, hears voices downstairs, and he goes downstairs. And it's God and the devil having a drink at the, at the kitchen table. The heck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what the song's about. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. full on about the song. Like, like, um, it's a trip where you know the HBO show Ballers, Dwayne Johnson, football, this and that. Mm-hmm. It was on the end credits of like episode four of this final season. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, people are like, <laughs> what is this? For? Like, I remember I went on because I, I, I love that show. Um, I need to watch the last couple episodes, I fell off, but I used to watch it, you know, um, uh, consistently. And I remember that episode premiered Sunday night, and this night I jumped online and I just googled what is the song, and it's already on Google. Mm-hmm. people are like the fuck is this song and it's this little teenage boy band from like ohio or something like that 
but they grew up in a Mormon community. And the lead singer, um, the boy, he was like, this is me, like, like apparently he's, he went um, agnostic. He no longer believes or disbelieves, but not full Mormon beliefs. Like, he disbanded from all that. His family, like, not a part of his family anymore, not part of the Mormon community because he started, like, questioning everything. And, mm-hmm. the, and the song is called If the Book Doesn't Sell, talking about the Bible. <laughs> like, yeah, and you're like, these little fucking 14-year-old Mormon kid, white, little white boy side of this? But because imagine on a basic level, like, you know, you're an author, you write a book. Shit, man, what if the book doesn't sell? Mm-hmm. Well, he's talking about the book, the yeah. book we base everything off of in Western Christianity. What if that book doesn't sell? And so the lyrics goes like, goes downstairs because he hears voices and his God and the devil having a drink at his kitchen table in his home. God notices him, turns flush red. He's embarrassed because, you know, what's God doing having a drink with the devil? Yeah. And, um, you know, God, like, you know, he looks, the lyrics go like, the boy's like, what are you doing this and that? And he's like ashamed in this and that. He's like, like, it's not what it looks like. I don't know this and that. And like, he's. He's like, I have to go. Mm-hmm. And he heads towards the door, but he's waiting for the devil, and the devil stands up all nice and calm. And, you okay there, Sleepy? No, I'm good. <laughs> and uh, you look like Saul so hard right now, just like, I'm, fuck you, I'm good. Give me a dose. No. <laughs> but um, it says the devil stands up nice and calm and finishes his drink, collects himself, and the lyrics go, he's like, your God and I put aside our differences a long time ago. It's just y- y'all. And it's huh. been that way for a long time. Huh. And it says, so now it's our time to go, and y'all, y'all are Y'all figure it out. Yeah. Damn. And then that's when, like, the song is like, what if the book doesn't sell in this now? And, like, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? It's a catchy tune. I'll have to show you later. <laughs> so going back to the spiritual, like, imagine that, too. Like, he's know? like, we're good, but y'all are the one that is bringing up the good and evil. Yeah, like, it's just us. And, like, it kind of makes you feel a little lonely if you, you know, think about it in that mm-hmm. sense. But at the same time, it also kind of goes back to that, like... One universe experience itself, our consciousness, or mm-hmm. just Sometimes when I get and him and I have opened up about this, um, or I opened up about it, you know, because I wanted to respect, you know, his position where he does and this and that. But I had a very, you know, tough year, you know, year being completely single, living on my own mm-hmm. after like a long relationship and this and that. So I was trying to work through a lot of things, become the man I want to be. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, abstain from you know bullshit sex and, and you know mm-hmm. superficial relationships and this and that. She gets old. Yeah. Um, helps you focus a lot too on you know kind of becoming the man you want instead of you know chasing ass all the time. Mm-hmm. Then I dove into you know plant medicine. Uh, start you know I use cannabis a couple times for actual therapeutic use. Like mm-hmm. I would just stay home, you know, get blasted and try to help my mind out. Not eat Cheetos and watch Family Guy. Yeah. Um, another couple times, you know, um, four times I did uh, psilocybin mushroom treatments, and one of them hit big time. Like you know. Got a little kaleidoscope going and seeing stuff in this and that and dove into my my mind a little bit. But, you know, it just, it helped me connect. And I'm sorry if that makes you all uncomfortable. He's been through it. So if that makes you uncomfortable, cool. And, um, and uh, of course, you know, it's, it's since in the past. But um, uh, it helped me kind of connect to, like, man, like, if, if this is all one consciousness experience mm-hmm. itself or the different versions of you just all exist all around you in people's minds and this and that, like... It's a trip to think about, mm-hmm. but it's it always goes back to do your best for yourself, for yours. Express mm-hmm. love, be of love. You know, try to combat the evil, whatever form evil takes. Don't let it invade your space. You know, mm-hmm. just and just be of love and surround yourself with love. You know, with everybody. So, but that that was something I did this year that really helped out. And it was it was a trip, man. You did that but, earlier this year? Yeah, summertime. How many grams? The heaviest one I did was just about. Like one and a half, two. Oh, real small. You just 
scratching the surface. Yeah, no, yeah. I didn't get. Yeah, I, I started off with little micro doses, just like a, just a cap and a stem, two caps and a stem, like a whole whole mm-hmm. little baddie. And I started feeling it. And then one day, and, uh, took a good little chunk, but no. Yeah, hero doses are like five, six hero, grams. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, if 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 life takes me down that path later to where I need to do that, which it, you know it may, but mm-hmm. um. But a lot of people try to debate that with like you know plant medicine therapy and this and that. It really what it is. It's just helping you open those parts of your mind up to think things through, mm-hmm. where the rest of the world is always you know we're distracted, where we're smothering that part of our brain to where you know we don't open ourselves up or that part of it and dive into ourselves. Mm-hmm. So um, that little bit I did get helped me dive into it more and just learn to be more empathetic, learn what really matters, not the mm-hmm. bullshit, not the material, but the connection, people who you surround yourself with. You know. Yeah. That was a that was a big one for me. So. It's it's cool to think about, like you said, your perspective, your perspective, and it's a fucking mind fuck. It's man. a trip. Yeah, it's a really a trip. Like you, you almost catch a buzz off of it just talking about it, having good conversations like this, where you're like, "That's how you see things." Yeah. That's how you see things. <laughs> you know, it's a trip, man. Just Building those connections, man. That's why we're here. That's it, man. That's all there is. That's good. <sighs> you wind it down, man. Yeah, I was gonna say balls, I've been nipping dude. for a while. I just didn't want to be like, dude, I'm sitting right under the oh, vent. I've been holding myself. Yeah, I've been nipping for a little bit, but I don't want to be that guy that's like. Tell you what to do to thermostat, your house. man. Your house. No. <laughs> thermostat's yeah. holy ground. Don't touch daddy's thermostat. Don't touch, don't <laughs> touch my fucking thermostat. Nah. Nipping. The egg nah, fucked the it egg, up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right, it did. It had me thinking like extra hard. Like I was like hard boiled. It rocks like, your world. You're gonna send me I, back. I hit, I hit your line with it. I sent you the link already. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. No, it's, that's one of the biggest things that I have come to appreciate this year is surround yourself with people who will share music, food, and books with you. Like, that's, like, if you look around, you're like, man, like, my people haven't shared nothing with me, or I haven't shared nothing with them, like, who am I hanging out with? Yeah. But when you have people who are like, man, check out this book, check out this documentary, check out this movie, check out this song, check out this food, like, when people want to share that with you, because Actually exchanging ideas. Exactly. (laughs) Versus gossip, bullshit, Mm surface level stuff, like, actually cognitively sharing information. Mm -hmm. So, no, thank you for that, like, that's that's a fucking... I appreciate that. (laughs) And for fucking up my mind for a little bit. Yeah, you're a million miles away right now, like... It, like, threw me off big time. <laughs> Imagine uh, that. It's literally, you know, like level one complete. You get to limbo. And it's like, what? And it's like, and you're going back to something else. And you're going to experience yourself over and over yeah. and over until it's all experienced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that author must have been on LSD or something. Like he, he opened up his mind for sure. Yeah. And I'm grateful yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, I know we got some fucking homework. <laughs> yeah. You about tapped out with that one? Yeah, I'm tapped out with that. <laughs> I appreciate it, yeah. no, that's That was a fucking, that was a gem to drop, man, for yeah. sure. Um, nah, man, I'm, I'm glad we did this. Like, nah, so, thank you. No, I, thank I, you. I appreciate you, brother. Like, you know, Hope, you're my boy, this man. helps some people. Oh, I'm, I'm sure about. it will. I'm sure you might get some people like DM you and be like, hey, man, I need to talk. Because <laughs> you've always had that quality, man. I Like, if we go back to you and your family, you've had that quality of being open door policy for people. Yeah. Like, whoever needs it until the point to where they totally burn the bridge, like, we're here for you. Like, we're mm-hmm. strong enough to be here for you. And that's the quality that you as the Garcias, you know, instilling, you know, you and yours, man. So it's something I'm always grateful for. And I appreciate you. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you'll have people reaching out to you and 
No, I'm I'm glad you were open to doing this and talking more and because we always have great ass conversations, yeah, yeah. yeah. But to put it out there to share with people, man, and then you jumped in like a natural man. <laughs> it's like Kyle Kuzma would have just like put me in. I'm good. I'm off the bench. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. So now I appreciate yeah your time and just man, yeah, throwing it out. Thanks for allowing me. Yeah, of course, man. Any final thoughts you want to throw out? You want people to throw you a follow? Throw out some socials, man. Keep up with you. Uh, I think if I, you don't. If I'll you don't stay out to, of the light for okay. now. Okay, <laughs> I got you. Yeah, no respect. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and this and that. If you don't want to, but yeah. the only thing I gotta say is same thing. You need help, ask for help. Yep. yep. Be uh, open door. Love your neighbor. Love yourself, and uh, continue to better yourself in each and every way you can. Yep. That's about it, and leave it off with that. I love it. Beautiful. Bye, everybody. Later. Bye, y'all.